right. Welcome. Nothing lasts forever. This is the podcast all about November rain and um, the music video, but also the band Guns N' Roses in the mm-hmm. November rain universe. And I'm Tara. And okay. or, I'm Robin. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm Tara. Um, Shit. You want to start over? She's no, never done I that before. I'm Robin. I wonder what's on her mind. Where she she gets. That's a good bit. You should yeah. do that. No, it, she heard her brother, whatever he guessed on the podcast. They do that too. They like introduce themselves as each other. I don't know. It's a peering thing, but I'm Tara. That's Robin. Kind of thing. And we're TNR and we talk TNR. Yeah. Whatever. And oh, we cute. have a very, very exciting uh, episode for you guys today. We've been, since day one, since we started this podcast nine months ago, I've wanted to do this, this episode and we managed to kind of take it to the next level with our guest. And uh, first let's talk about the... This is episode three of... I thought it was four. I thought it's it was not, four. Well, it's not. <laughs> you guys are slide. wrong. This is episode three uh, because we had a bonus episode. So that technically it's four. Sure. But this is released in the third... We're in the third week of Buckethead Month. Okay. So Buckethead Month, we decided to uh, spend a whole month and do multiple episodes to learn about what is Buckethead. And of course... We still haven't figured it out. We still haven't figured it out. We're... we're we're learning. I don't, think we, I don't think we will. Uh, and uh, of course, Buckethead is the uh, important part of Buckethead and Guns N' Roses is, of course, Chinese democracy. So that's what I was trying to get at is this is our Chinese democracy episode. So, yeah, we'll talk about Buckethead, but um, this episode is going to be about Chinese democracy. We'll get into the Buckethead years and um, we we have a guest tonight. Uh, and why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, I am Kevin. I'm getting used to my voice in the microphone. Yeah, I don't love it. Uh, I am mine, the, not yours. The dude that leaked Chinese democracy. We have Kevin, the Chinese democracy leaker, the leaker, the leaker, <laughs> and um, he's going to tell his story. But um, you know, this was a very famous early piracy case, and it it had to do with uh, Chinese democracy, and he has some tales to tell about that. So I think we just want to get like right into it. What happened, dude? What happened? Um, (laughs) Well, I was in my mind anyway, a music journalist, Mm -hmm. you know, I had a blog with, with a buddy of mine, um, which still kind of exists, but I, you know, I dropped out of it, but um, you know, I had a few, there were a few beats that I sort of would take it upon myself to follow. Um, you know, one was just, you know, piracy and, and leaks and stuff in general, just because I was kind of fascinated in like the legal aspects mm-hmm. of, of, of all of that. And we need to know that at some point. But, um, the other thing was, um, or one of the other things was, was Chinese democracy. I mean, I'm a child of the eighties. You know, I, I was a big Guns N' Roses fan when I was a kid. Uh, I got user illusion one and two when they came out and, you know, as soon as I sort of had absorbed those, I was ready for the next one, you know, I mean. Spaghetti incident, notwithstanding, because that was underrated. <laughs> it is un- it yeah. is underrated. I've been listening to it a lot lately. Yeah, uh, I think it holds up. I hate to say it, but better than Chinese democracy. <laughs> I would I would have to agree. I've put on this morning to try and like refresh my memory. Yeah, Chinese democracy. I'm listening yeah, yeah, yeah. to it. I would, well, you know what? I'll admit I listen to it kind of often. Tara for, likes it. She I admits do like it, often. it. We'll get into that. Yeah, we can get it's into not our, bad. our but I'm just saying. Spaghetti Incident's a good record. Absolutely. And people hate it. I don't really know yeah. why. I hate the cover. The cover is gross. And I hate the name. Well, so, well, yeah, isn't the, well the story... story it was, it was something about Stephen Adler yeah, and the lawsuit. Right. It's kind of dumb, and right. it's actually a little rude. He but, hid 
drugs in the spaghetti. And they called it the spaghetti incident. And then one day he freaked out because the spaghetti in his um, mini fridge was like missing and freaked out and had this panic attack. And it came up in the uh, lawsuit or in the trial and they called it the spaghetti incident. And everyone thought it was really funny. And I don't really know why there had to be a question mark though, because it's the title of the record is the spaghetti incident. It's just a question mark. Right. (laughs) Anyways, we could go, we could do, we'll do a, we will do a spaghetti incident episode. Spaghetti incident episode. This would be fun. I would love Um, that. uh, So yeah, it was this, you know, it was, you know, kind of my, my white whale as a music fan. Cause I, you know, I, I knew it was in the works in the nineties and all along, you know, the course of my life. I mean, you know, I've, I've had a pretty crazy weird life, you know, aside from all this, um, and I would meet people that worked on the record. Some of my friends worked. I mean, mm-hmm. that record existed for so long. Everybody knows somebody that worked on that fucking record. If you're in LA in the music <laughs> yeah, industry. Exactly, right. right. Like the it's bartender an- at the bar. Like, oh yeah, my brother was the tech for two for, days. For, yeah, exactly. Yes. Right. You know, that's kind of rad. Um, that's so, so cool. So it was this thing that I would always, you know, I'd, I'd get little tidbits. I'd get little updates on. And, you know, for it years. That, yeah. And it wasn't that I would cover every little update, but it was something in the background that I was always like, anybody I'd run into, like, oh, so what's going on? What's up with that? You know? Like I worked at uh, Universal Records 2005 or so. Yeah, 2005, most of 2005. And, uh, you know, there were, there were, I was basically a, a graphic design intern. It wasn't very high up on the, you know, in the food chain or anything. But one of the things I would do was, uh, you know, uh, every week or so, they have some industry person come in after hours and kind of do like a round table and you could like pick his brain and blah, blah, blah. And I forgot the guy's name, but somebody came in um, and, you know, under some other pretense, but it somehow it came out that, oh yeah, you know, I was, I was by the studio and hanging out with Axel and I heard Chinese democracy and I was like, dude, <laughs> like what, what's going what on? Did it, we're, and, like, we're like, what the hell did it sound and he, like? And he's, was this the oh, first yeah, time? So this is 2005. This is 2005. Oh yeah. This is two, and this so, is like halfway through so probably. When, all did, when did Oh My God come out? That was 1999. Yeah, ninety nine. Yeah, well, it was a soundtrack. Earlier. Okay, right, right, right. right, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. go on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah. Oh my God, it'd come out. And, yeah, it'd been know. out for years. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But uh, you know, he he was and you know he was happy to talk about it. He's like, oh man, and he's really said he was like, he's got like a hundred songs, <laughs> and forty of them are like the best songs I've ever heard in my life. No. It was like in two thousand five. Wow. And, you know, and this guy, I mean, you know, he could have, of course he could have been. It's a subjective opinion. Of course. But, you know, I mean, like that was, that was just like this, you know, I walked away from that conversation just like this motherfucker, meaning Axel, like just, you know, you're sitting on all this shit. Like if he, you know, if he took on a donut that week and died, we'd have three more Guns N' Roses record in the next, you know, five, you know, God forbid, but. (laughs) Axel never died, never choked. Actually, you know what? I can see him choking to death and dying. So, yeah, I mean, I think like at least expect if you are (laughs) that that person, that insider, whoever that was, and you hear some of the like you're you're hearing songs by Axl Rose and Guns N' Roses uh, that no one's ever heard. Of course, you're going to think that some of them are the greatest songs ever. It's just like just by the context of the secrecy. I I do believe that it's a cooler story to be like, is, I heard them and they're amazing. Yeah, of course. Totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's still 40% of, of apparently. Yeah. You're 40 out of a hundred. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. But you know, whatever. I mean, it, at that point it's still in fairy tale mode. Right. You yeah. know, in that conversation, Chinese democracy was still this, like, maybe it exists. Maybe this guy's bullshitting me. It's like, that was the thing. Like that was by that point, it had become a running joke in my life. It yeah. was like the, it was like the, the Dr. Dre record. That's never going to come. Yeah. Out. It was like, it was the, was tapeworm the chronic project. Or the chronic What's the tapeworm project? Reznor and, uh, 
Maynard and, and all. Uh, it was like this. Uh, yeah. That's just like gagged. <laughs> right. I uh, love Reznor, but, but you lost was, me it, at Maynard. It, it was this. Uh, oh, I got stories about Maynard. Too. Oh, That's I've heard, I have discussed. Do you have bad, really gross stories about um, Maynard? I got a little bit of both. I mean, the band that got me to L.A. was I was working with the Perfect Circle. OK, I, I have yeah. like we, gross sex stories. Yeah, well, not oh, personal yeah. ones. Not personal ones. Oh, yeah. I've got. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 we, I we'll have to. Yeah. We'll, we, that's we'll, a whole. Yeah. So another, we'll that's another, another episode. episode. Right. I want to know a little bit more about you. So were you yeah. in the are you a mu- musician? Uh, I am. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I got a post rock band called Goliathan. Plug, plug, plug. But, uh, <laughs> Goliathan. Yeah. Um. But uh, like and follow. Like what? Oh yeah, like, like oh, yes, yes, we're on all the things. But uh, now, uh, at the time, I was in a crust punk band. It was like the same cool. same members, different band. But um, I mean, I just I've always music has always like I music has always been like sort of in the background. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I professionally, I was a graphic designer, but I was only a graphic designer because my bands needed T-shirts and flowers and posters and you know. Someone and, has to do it when you're a crust punk right, band. Those are the coolest stuff. That's how I get into graphic design. Yeah. And so when I became like a web developer. Uh, which is a whole other story that we don't need to get into my life story. But like when I became a web developer, I would practice by like doing fan sites and, you know, doing band sites and stuff like I did perfect circles, like big fan site. And that's how I kind of got up, came out to LA. So it was like Mm -hmm. music is always in the background somewhere. Yeah. So, and that was another thing is like, I was like the music journalist, but like also kind of in the music industry. And so, uh, you know, I don't know. I think, I think, I think when, when the leak happened, a lot of people tried to connect dots that weren't really there. They were like, well, he knows Billy Howardell who works on the record. So he must've gotten the record from him. And it was like all, all that weird yeah. shit, you know? So, and then you started a blog with a friend, you said? Yeah. Uh, well, I started it. Yeah. I mean, I started it kind of by myself just as a thing to do. It was like a free form kind of. Mm-hmm. I, so this I just, is all happening like parallel to each other. Yeah, you're right. doing the, this the, blog. The blog I started in you're, like You're interning at Universal. Uh, yeah, basically. Oh, okay. So Universal was like 2005, 2006. Uh-huh. Uh, then I came, and then I did a little tour with my punk band. I came back, j- jumped in the media industry. Uh, and then the blog started as kind of a rebellion. Cause I was working for like a big box media, you know, mm-hmm. media company, you know, like a, a Maxim wannabe. And I was like, this is bullshit. I'm going to start my own. That's going to be cooler. And I started by sort of we, and this is where, I, you know, at that point my, my partner came in, this kid, Johnny Firecloud. Uh, that's real name. That's cool. No, but I thought it was his real name for the longest time. <laughs> so I don't question like, these things. If somebody introduces themselves as, would, you know, Captain Avocado, I'm like, yeah, cloud? sure, cool. All right, whatever. Yeah, uh, whatever. So, uh, no, his name's Chris. But, um, <laughs> but uh, he, uh, I, I got him a job at that big box company. And what, what we do is we do interviews and uh, there'd always be a portion of the interview that was just off, like just controversial. Like one of our first interviews was Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age because mm-hmm. we had like mutual friends. And we kind of got that way before we were supposed to get such things. Uh, and he went off on Jimmy Iovine, which is like <laughs> Jimmy Iovine becomes a my copy of Chinese Democracy was Jimmy Iovine's personal copy. No, yeah. interesting. So I, my, my life has touched. On Jimmy's <laughs> fucking with Jimmy Iovine, like uh, on that's multiple. A, that's points. a good that one. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so Josh went off on on Iovine. We and, should TP his house. And, we should keep this going. Oh man, uh, and just went off and 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 you know just kind of like in a playful sort of way, but in like a very like Iovine gets like my dick kind of you know playful kind of way. And the big box company didn't want to publish that because it's controversial, and the yeah. advertisers wouldn't want that. So we took it and put it on our little baby blog. And it was like clickbait. <laughs> this this baby blog came out of nowhere with an interview with Josh Homme that's like, you know, incendiary. You know, mm-hmm. so that's kind of how we got started. Was like stealing the controversial shit from the safe outlet and putting up the dangerous stuff. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, um, and then the leak happened. Uh, that really put us on the map. Obviously, that was June two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's also like a weird, uh, was, interesting. I think it was like this day. What day is it? 
Oh, wow. June 13th. No, it's We're like not. a couple days away from the anniversary, whatever that is. Amazing. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, just like an interesting part of this whole timeline is just like the, uh, the blog era and like, this oh, is yeah. like kind of pre streaming and things like that. What the iPhone came out in 2007. Right. So just like, no thinking, idea. It, that's when it came out. And, um, just thinking kind of like where music is at the mm-hmm. point, it's, it's not where it is right now. And I was at like middle stage between, CD CD era kind of ending stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, this was dead. This was like yeah, I mean, iPods. Yeah, there had mm-hmm. there had certainly Zunes. been there had certainly been like like this was after Napster mm-hmm. after you know uh, Metal- uh, Metallica yeah, Metallica yeah. I'm like yeah they were the, Metallica, they were right, the, yeah, after, they took down Napster right? Napster after Metallica Fucking Metallica um, I had like I said I've been kind of following uh, the, the 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 big copyright cases like Jamie Thomas was a big one that I was following because like this poor like this you know this like mom like was facing, you know, millions of dollars in, 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 you know, penalties and fines because like somebody had torrented something or lime wired something on her internet connection and she was getting fucking ass raped, you yeah, know, over awful. it. And, and, it's, and, and one of the things that sort of became relevant for me was I saw early on that a lot of these people that were in this kind of hot water were getting like civil guys like Lawrence Lessig, you know, to like, try and argue like fair use in court. It's just like, Oh sweet honey child. Like this is a criminal <laughs> case. Like you need to fucking treat this like, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, you know, like, like what it is, you know, like show me the body, show me the evidence, you know, don't argue like the idea of something because the, you know, if you're arguing ideas, the person with the most money is going to be the, yep. the most convincing idea and you can't go up against like Rhea and shit. Yeah. yeah. So half the reason I got away, uh, as, as, as relatively scot-free as I did was I had like a bulldog criminal defense lawyer who was like used to like defending like terrorists and cop killers and shit like was in court. So it was, that's how did you, how did you finance that? Uh, the hard way cash. I don't have like, I do, I do not have wealthy parents at all. You just knew you needed to do this to stay out of jail. I worked my, yeah, Yeah. I worked my fucking ass off. Um, I was thinking maybe they did some kind of pro bono thing. No, no. no. I mean, he, yes, he gave me a break. He did. Okay. But it was, it ended up being kind of high profile. It was was uh, $20,000 to basically take it to trial. And then if it went to trial, it would be another 20,000 to take it through the trial. And I'm, I was somebody who had maybe 500 bucks in my bank account at the time, but I just, busted my ass i mean i freelanced i because you um, had time like it was yeah i think i i think i put ten thousand like my amex card and just like just made it happen so 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 you're having the so blog uh you're tracking all these different things and chinese democracy is a running joke yeah this is so okay so So i had written i what started it really was i had written an editorial um, cause I had heard again through the grapevine, like, I mean, I would, anytime I would come across somebody, I would pick their brain. I would find, you know, I would get information. And one of the things that I was told at some point was just like, Oh, it's done. It's been done. <laughs> the CD is sitting there. It's been there a year. Uh, like, it, mas- like mastered and ready to go. Uh, well, no, I didn't No, I don't, I didn't know. Okay. But that, but even still, once it's, once it's done and recorded, it's like getting it, you know, mixed and mastered is, you know, Axel doesn't need to necessarily just. Okay. Axel's role is done. Basically. Yeah. Like the album's done. They know what songs it's going to be. Like it's sitting, it's on a CD somewhere, you know, it doesn't Mm -hmm. like. It's got that really cool cover art picked out. (laughs) (laughs) As a graphic designer. God, I love Chinese democracy. Oh my God. There's an alternate cover. Did you see that? For Chinese democracy? Yeah. 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 It's like a Which bleeding hand. Oh, I did see that. No. Yeah. Oh, wow. better, yeah. Which I was like, yeah, that's way better. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean, I do like the idea of, of bucking trends. Like, you know, 
uh, I mean, <laughs> the bike was inspired, I guess. But, <laughs> sure. You know, whatever. Sure. sure. Um, so you heard that it was existed. Oh yeah, you know, the details I, I didn't need to necessarily clarify, but I knew that it was done. It was sitting somewhere. Um, and I wrote an editorial just basically saying, because like, the story I got was that it's done, it's ready to go. They just don't know how to release it. Because you know, it's just the, the the hype, and how do you uh-huh. how do you market it now? How do you, how do you so release an album where blah, 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 blah. people have been waiting thirteen years? Right. If, it's like how do you market it, whatever. And uh, so I wrote an editorial that was just, and uh, you know, it's these words that came back to haunt me. I wrote this editorial, honestly, having no plans or expectations that I would be the guy, but I wrote this editorial that was just like, just fucking release it. Because this is like, this, this isn't the 80s anymore. Like, you can't build up hype and then sell a million copies on that hype. Like, as soon as it comes out, people are going to talk about it. Before it comes out, people are going to leak it and whatever. And if it's good, it'll sell. And if it doesn't, if it isn't, and, it's and not going to sell. at this point, all records were leaked before they came out. This is where, oh, yeah. this is the, yeah. this is the period of time where you did not have to wait for the record nobody to come goes, out anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in 2008, record. nobody goes out and buys a CD because of one song anymore. Yeah, it's, it's, it's either leaked or you buy it on right, iTunes right. when it comes out. So yeah. the, the, the thrust of the editorial was uh, just fucking release yeah. it. Don't spend a dime more on marketing. Just fucking release it. Because if you don't, and this is what I said, like the last line of the fucking editorial was, because if you don't, some asshole with a blog is going to leak it. Oh, <laughs> Self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy. Absolutely. And I, I didn't even go after it at that point. Um, and, you know, I will I will tell you every fucking thing except for one thing, which is like the, the, the name of the person that gave it to me just because he's got a career that I don't want to fuck up. But, um, you know, there's a friend of mine that, you know, I'd known for years um, uh, has a friend who is a courier who walked it at Jimmy Iovine's office. Now, I, I never knew, never found out if he took it, was handed it. Who knows? I don't know. Um, he took it literally out of his office? It was Jimmy Iovine's personal copy oh, that wow. walked out of his... Ho- uh, and his uh, office within his office. Walked out of his office, uh, Interscope Record in Santa Monica. Okay, his office at Interscope. Yes. Okay, oh my Wait, God. Wait, I've been to, been in, like, I, you know, okay, okay, all, because Universal, Interscope, it's all the same shit. So this is 2007, though. This, this is 2008. This is 2008. Now, but this, this copy was... This isn't long before it actually right, comes out. these were um, Andy Wallace's mixes, but this these had been sitting on CD for a year. Okay. Yeah. Sitting in Ivy's office. So you hear that these exist and you find out they do. Um, yeah. More or less. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll get to the, the, the kind of key moment in a second, but like, uh, you know, I think th- four people had a copy of this record. There mm-hmm. were three people that like had to have a copy, you know, besides Axel and shit. Uh, and then Iovine was like, uh, you know, a fourth that like, he wasn't even supposed to have a copy of these Jimmy Iovine. So of yeah. course, if he asked for one, they're going to give him yeah. one. So that was, that was the story. Like Jimmy Iovine had like the rogue copy and it, 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 it walked. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's theories. My, my lawyer was, was into this theory that like they did it on purpose and blah, blah, blah. And, and you were like, like a patsy? <sighs> that Lone was a gunman? theory. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't really subscribe to that just because, and this is just the way well, I am would, would you know if you're a patsy or not? I, you know, I don't. I don't believe in conspiracy theories, not because I, I don't believe people are, I mean, I, I don't believe in conspiracy theories because I don't think people are that capable. Because they're not that I, smart. I think, yeah, I think, yeah. I think what happens I agree with is you. people wow. are opportunistic. Uh-huh. I think when something happens, people make the best of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Iovine like connived to get this record leaked, but I yeah. think he probably played fast and loose with it. And then when it leaked, he was not like, was like right, exactly. Totally. Yeah. Right. So, you know, that was one theory, but okay. I didn't really, I mean, I let my, I let my lawyer run with it cause it helped my case, but right. I, I was personally just like, I don't know guys, you know, maybe, maybe <laughs> not. Um, but, uh, so this courier walked out 
with Jimmy Iovine's copy of the record. And they, you know, the, the the feds got his name and questioned him and it went nowhere. I don't know if he just, you know, lawyered up or, you know, had a, had a good story or who knows what, whatever. I never met that guy. Um, I didn't get him in too much trouble from what I understand. <laughs> you know, if you're out there <laughs> listening, come kick my ass. We'll, we'll talk it out. <laughs> yeah, let's get that <laughs> hey, guy in the hey, pod. Kevin, don't worry. No one yeah. listens to this. I won't name his <laughs> name either. Don't but, worry about but it. But he knows who he is. Um, but, uh, so this, you know, this friend that had gotten this, this, this copy from this courier messaged me on instant messenger. AIM? Yes. Wow. Back in so the day. Cool. Yeah. 2008. Can we get your screen name? It was I am squirrel. It was, <laughs> I, I've always been squirrel. Like from, from, I, had, I had pet squirrels when I was... 13, Whoa, 14. Whoa, that's so. another episode. Uh, yeah. We got a Maynard episode. It's spaghetti, episode, right? isn't it? And that was pet squirrels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've been squirrel since, yeah, what, since 93, 94. Anyway, um, so uh, he, he, just, he messaged me, messaged, messaged me uh, and said, uh, you like Guns N' Roses? Wait, who, who, some random the, person messaged a friend? It was, uh, yeah. A friend, okay, guys, An old sorry. friend of mine, yeah. Okay. Um, so I hear you like Guns N' Roses. Yeah, um, and I was like, yes. And then he started sending me a file because you could do that on AIM. Mm-hmm. And it was like roughly CD sized. So he know, did not tell you what file. it was as no, it's being uploaded it to, to you. He just started sending it to me. Oh no, my God. But, but I was like, is this what I fucking think it is? You know, oh. like there was no, there was no and like. Then you, and it could have been like weird porn. Yeah, sure. Which I, would, you know, I love a good bit. If it, you know, he sent me, right, a, if he cool sent me a joke. bunch of porn labeled Chinese democracy, <laughs> it would have been a great story. Too. Um, but, uh, you know, when he, he sent it to me, I'm just like, I don't, is this what I, th- come on. Cause this is, you know, again, I mean, think about it. I mean, this was what, 15 years, you know, uh, you know, it, and this is the moment here. Yeah, it's coming. It's, it's like, yeah. you know, I, it, it didn't, I didn't believe it. And that was kind of, that really explains so why fun. I kind of handled it, how I handled it. Because so he sent it to me and I open it and it, it's Chinese. It's like nine tracks plus another mix of better, which mm-hmm. is, I don't mean it's like a remix. I mean, it's just like a different yeah, mix. It's mixed mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's most people couldn't even tell the difference, you know, um, it's just a slightly different mix. Um, so 10 tracks. And, uh, I was like, all right, this is, this is it. This is for real. This is like the real record. And now, you know, us as fans know that like a lot of these songs had leaked in other yeah versions before you know like we had, been we had performing heard, some of these songs for yeah, a while yeah yeah right? like we, yeah i mean there, there was only maybe two tracks that were wholly new to me mm-hmm. you know um but these were you know finished ish you know they they weren't mastered but they were mixed you know andy wallace did the mix which i don't think they, that was the final mix i think somebody else did the final i forget but you know it was for all intents and purposes it was the record you know it was enough to review and I was like, if I just like fucking say I have it or review it, nobody's going to fucking believe me because I wouldn't believe them. Oh my God. Like, yeah, here's my early entry Chinese democracy review. Right, right. By squirrel. Like, right, exactly. It just, it just, you know, I, and I don't, I'm the type of person that I don't, I don't like to explain myself twice. You know, I don't, I, I don't want to like review it and have a bunch of people going like, you don't have it. Especially it, GNR, like yeah, weird fans. It's like, if I'm going to throw down, I'm going to fucking yeah, throw down. Oh God, you know what I mean? Great, like, yeah. I don't want to leave anything up to like debate. I don't want you to, I don't want people like in my comments going like, you're full of shit. Like I just, here it is, motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't want to put it up for download though either. Cause that's irresponsible. So I just, I, I put a streaming player up like a flash player. Mm-hmm. You couldn't right click and download. You, you, you just listen to mm-hmm. it, you know? Um, in fact, to, and put it on your box to download because I'm the type of person that would know how to download it, and you'd have to go into your like activity monitor and find yeah. the source I mean, file. The average person would never. Right, exactly, I would, I would right. be able to figure it out. So I figured yeah. it was like a good balance between like throwing down and like you know backing up what I'm saying, and like not being completely Please. irresponsible yeah. with it. You know, 
And so, it was up for about three minutes, you know. Bro, I mean, oh, uh, no, that's 15 crazy. or so. I mean, we, it's the, 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 the site crashed, like, immediately. Like, oh, my God, I love it. But, okay, so before yeah. you wrote the review, uh, you had some time. So you listened to it, but it was you said you were already well, kind of okay, familiar. So I, I do want to talk to so you about the, what you thought about there, it upon yeah, your first uh, listen. Will, yeah. Okay. So the, yeah. there was the editorial, and then I got it. And then the first post where I actually, like, leaked it, uh, wasn't a review. I didn't have time. I didn't give it time. I was just like, and here it is. Yeah, it was like, like I got it. I was like, we've got it, you know. <laughs> and it was like, folks, you know, and we then got I it. it. Like a few weeks later or whatever, you know. Unbelievable <laughs> story. Yeah. Okay, so you put it up, and it was on for fifteen minutes. How did it work? Yeah, how did that happen? Uh, that was my fault. I, <laughs> what did you, like, what? I, he got on the message board. I, uh, see, in part of this, forum. I, net. No, you know, I had forgotten a lot of this until I got the discovery in, in the case. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and, 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 uh, I saw all my emails like, oh, I guess I did do that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And apparently I sent two emails out because uh, I, I, you know, I was enough of a journalist to know who, who had the biggest audience, like mm-hmm. who was the most efficient people uh-huh. to email. And I emailed uh, my friend Mara from, uh, she was an idolator at the time. Um, it was kind of like a pop rock, you know, blog that everybody fucking read in every circle, whatever, yeah. you know, okay. she's a good writer. Um, so I sent an email to her and she put it up like right away. Just like, yo, what a the fuck? to the stream. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, uh, and, and then, uh, Wookiebus from, uh, Pimp Rock Palace at PRP.com. I don't, I don't know. know. It's like a metal. That? I don't uh, even know if they're still they around. They definitely don't exist anymore. They were like, yeah. They were like a metal site, almost like blabbermouth.net. Okay. They, were, they were like one of those sites that just everybody checks every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the time. It was at the time. We yeah. had websites that we checked. I don't, yeah, people would go I haven't looked at a website on purpose in so long. Like, I don't have a homepage anymore, you know, but yeah. yeah. So I sent an email to, to Wookiebus and Mara and they put links up and then they just fucking spread from so there. So another thing I want to know is when was Twitter a thing yet? No. Uh, like, so there was no Twitter. social media spread. This was, no. this was via blogs that people check. It's, it's just, I mean, it spread over social media. I mean, Facebook was a thing. Facebook was Fa- a thing. Twitter wasn't, I, I, I was on Twitter pretty early. Like I have Squirrel on Twitter, like my you know, of course. given username, which means I was on it early. I think Twitter is like 2009. Uh, yeah, I think, I think okay. it was right before Twitter. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, they're sending it mainstream. over. Right. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy that these two these two websites crashed. Well, it was, it was, you know, it was, but your servers it was viral. were. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. And then also, yes, exactly. My servers weren't. Yeah, you, you didn't know, have uh, these big massive servers. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. right. Um, uh, but yeah, it, so it's it's it spread. It's like just you know, word got out. And that was all I cared about, really. You know, just nobody could say that I didn't have it because they fucking heard it. Um, so then the site crashed and then I had to, like, take the player down and then put the site back up without the player. And mm-hmm. then it was fine. But it was, you know, it was up and down in about 15 minutes. I even <laughs> And it never went back up after that. The stream? No, no, no. The stream never and, did. And, and when I got the, the discovery from from the, um, you know, from the what would have been the criminal case, um, I got my server logs and I looked at them, you know, fairly recently. The last five years, I just went back down memory lane and looked at them. <laughs> and sure enough, it was like... Here's when the post went. Here's the spike, and then you know the site was down, and then it was back up, and it was like 15 minutes. It was wow. like, wow. like it wasn't what, my what mind exaggerating. What day? <sighs> Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. Wednesday. No, what was June, it? Something June it 18th. I think. Okay, I don't know. That's when, I could be wrong. So it but that's was, what I remember. I remember it's it being 13 years Wednesday. ago this week. Well, what I guess I'm just trying to, you know, how yeah. long between this leak and the album coming out? So like it was about five months. November it came out. Yeah, yeah November twenty third. It was quick, and that's a whole. Okay, other, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's and that was part of the case. What part of what would have been the case? I mean, I can go into like what our defense was and how I kind of got off yeah. relatively easy, and what oh, yeah. it would have been if it went to trial. That's a kind of fun aspect of the story. But oh, yeah, what did I want to tie up real quick? Um, so, and this is funny, and this is juicy gossip. Yay! Um, uh, you guys are familiar with. Uh, 
a beta and Fernando, right? Yeah, we, so we, were we were just talking, talking about, beta. about it before you walked in the door. Yeah, that's great. Um, so Fernando, I, here's another one that can come see, kick my ass. She doesn't seem to mind them so much. I do. Mm. Tara's no, making funny. up a lot of conspiracy uh, theories. I got conspiracies. I think here's, something's up. No, if I made any enemies besides Axel, it's the courier, um, who again, I'm not writing out. And, and it's Fernando too, who, who can come Fernando. look for me if he's got beef. But um, Fernando cracks me up because, uh, you know, the stream went up and then it came down. And then I got, uh, I think I got, a, I got an email, I think from Lori Soriano, which is Axel's lawyer saying mm-hmm. like, Hey, don't do that. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I won't, whatever, you know, the same day, you, like minutes later. You oh know, my God. Yeah. yeah we, we have a joke that, um, yeah, the devil works hard. Axel's lawyers work really hard. I replied very like sort of professionally, but also kind of like sarcastically. I don't know. I remember it was like a funny email exchange. So smart ass. <laughs> Um, and then uh, I think I got, I got calls from, I think, Andy Green at Rolling Stone and a couple other people. <laughs> so, and, and, okay, and at I this ignored point, all those calls because I was like, I was, point, I was working. Are you yeah. concerned about getting in trouble no. yet? Does no. it, has it even occurred to you? No. So this is, okay. I mean, yes. But you're like, oh, but I this may be spiraling out of control. Yeah, I was underestimating uh-huh. at, at every point. I mean, to this day, I underestimate a lot, <laughs> you know, just because yeah. it's like, do people really give a shit? Yes, but I know. I realize. I clearly, you, you, I no, no offense to, I mean, to your. Uh, yeah, we knew who you here. were. I know, right, right. Yeah, two thousand eight, fifteen years. This album has been yeah, uh, right, in right. existence. It's the most expensive album at this point. The longest right. run, like which so, isn't yeah. my fault. Yeah, it's not your fault. Yeah, all those things. <laughs> I know, so it's like yeah. it is a joke of an album. Yeah, who, right. I, um, it was. I, I guess I I misunderstood. I, I I didn't think that you know. I mean, I should have known better, honestly. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, uh, just like Axel says on the Chinese Democracy track, better. Almost. <laughs> I love that song. Oh, man. The, the, at the time, uh, my girlfriend at the time, like, was endlessly tickled by the fact that IRS, you know, on that album is like, mm-hmm. we're going to call the FBI, you know, and the FBI came again. She's like, it's, you know. <sighs> but, um,. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, Lori emailed point. you. You were ignoring. Okay, so yeah, I was going to talk shit on Fernando a bit. Yeah, yeah, please. Oh, yeah, as right. much as you want. Yeah, oh, uh, I, I, it's a very manageable amount, but it's a funny story. <laughs> a funny part of the story. Um, so, you know, I get the email from Lori, I get some emails from, from, from Andy Green, ignored all that shit kind of. And then I get a call from Fernando. <laughs> a phone call. He, lo- he did like a who is look up on the domain and like got my number and like gave me a call. And, uh, you know, and I... You know, all along, I think everybody involved, like on the other side of the line, like on, like like uh, the lawyers and the feds and everybody saw me as like a stereotypical like blogger kid or whatever. But like I've been arrested so many fucking times before. <laughs> I'm a hood rat from South Philadelphia. Like, you know, if you come at me all tough and shit, like <laughs> I'm going to be at least I'm going to be a fucking smart ass. So did Fernando come so at you? Fernando did you came at me oh talking my. all tough and it was so fucking how old funny. Yeah, that's I don't know. We don't really have an idea of just, how old he or Beta are. I didn't are. even know who it was at the time. Do you think Fernando is in his 30s I now? I think currently he's Maybe. probably like 30. Yeah, yeah. Like, so he was like in his early well, 20s then. I didn't know then. who it was at the time. Okay, gotcha. Um, and I was just, who was this fucking kid talking tough to me? It was so fucking funny. So what did he say? So that's what I'm, yeah. yeah. So, he, so he calls and I'm like, hi. He's like, hey, is this a squirrel? I'm like, yeah. Hey, this is Fernando with the Guns N' Roses camp. Oh, like, no. okay. The maid's son. That's what he said from the Guns N' Roses camp. Right. Right. Yeah, you know, kept it vague, you know. I'm like, okay. He's like, uh, you know, did you, uh, did you, you know, put up some Guns N' Roses songs? I was like, yes. He was <laughs> like, um, 
well, you're going to put him back up? I'm like, no, sorry, I can't. Like, I acted like, you, like he was, he was, I, I knew that he was mad. But I was, I was right, fucking with him. I was, like, yeah. act, I was acting like, oh, Got sorry, it. I can't do that for you. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I'm not allowed, you know, whatever. I don't know. So, you know, and he was like trying to act all tough. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. Hey, can I go now? I got like work to do, whatever. You know, I kind of blew him off. <laughs> and then, uh, and so that was the end of the conversation, right? So he was like, he talked tough and I just kind of punked him. And what then, did he, like, anyway. was he threatening you? Yeah, but like, I was just kind of chuckling it away, you know? It's just like, whatever, dude. Like, he's, he sounded like a 20 something. He sounded like yeah, a kid. Like you a know kid, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, well, he's just a little, little fucker. That's and, so uh, funny. But, wow. the, but where the shit talking comes in is, is I saw, because um, again, in the discovery, I got everything and I saw the email he sent to Laurie Soriano immediately after that phone call. Fernando. Yes. Emailing. It's just fascinating. Yes. Okay. Fernando emails. Well, because Fernando had like leaked shit before, I think, and he was looking to save face. So again, I, you know, yeah. we talked about earlier, like, yeah. people want to play cop and, you yeah. Know. Yep, yep. So Fernando emails Laurie and says, uh, so I talked to Squirrel. I got him to take the songs down. I told him to never do it again. He said he won't. You know, like he he uh, he basically tried to play hero. You know what oh. I mean? So uh, so that was like a funny. Uh, you know, he tried to take credit for me taking the songs down. Or whatever, Not surprised. You know? um, but so that was I don't know. It was funny. So that was like so that was like the only. I mean, that to this day that was the 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 only real like. Because everybody asks, like, you know, did you ever, like, run into Axel? Did he try to fight you? Did he, you know, did you ever get your ass kicked for this? Did you ever, anybody ever... Axel does threaten sc- to kick people's scared? asses oh, a lot. Absolutely, that's, right, that's right. That's part right. of his ring, thing. You know. Get, he well, get in the rings, everybody. Right, he does, yeah. It's, it's like a badge of honor now to be yeah. invited yeah, into the sure. ring by Axel. Yeah, yeah. Come on now. That's pretty sad that I haven't been. You technically, I mean, he took you to court. He didn't know. That's the thing. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. And, and, uh, that's and, the new ring. And somebody even asked Axel, like in an Get interview in or something, just like you know, when the sales you know weren't so great, he was like, you know, do you blame this this the leaks? And Axel said straight up, no. He was like, no, it's the label didn't fucking promote it, and they just dumped it on Best Buy, which is true. Yeah, yeah. the Best Buy thing was you a know, bad decision. And he didn't yeah. really promote it either. You know yeah. what I mean? So it was like nobody blamed me for it on that side of things. It was just, you know, the the it was funny because Rhea, you know, the recording industry. Association of America ass fucking whatever the fuck, uh, you know, saw me as kind of an easy mark to make an example of, mm-hmm. handed the case over to the FBI, um, you know, well, you know, the federal government, you know, uh, investigative arm, uh, investigative arm being the FBI, you know, um, and, and the FBI didn't know that these songs had leaked before. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, not these mixes. Yeah. But like, that was part of the reason the case kind of just fell apart because like the feds were like, wait a second. What? What do you mean? These have been out for 10 years. Yeah. Like it, I had a vinyl record that I got at MEB in San Francisco that had like, I think six of the songs. Like a on bootleg. A fucking, yeah, on a bootleg. Right. And we took that to the, to the, you know, the, the prosecutor like, Hey Craig, check this out. And he's like, what the fuck is this? He's like, this is a 10 year old record that has most of these songs. on. Uh-huh. It. He's just like, why the fuck are we here then? And this is yeah. the prosecutor. Now that doesn't mean that he wasn't still trying to, to get me because there's this matter of saving face, but the, the meetings with the prosecution, like behind closed doors would be these, these like funny meetings where it was just like, man, I don't know. Like what can, what, what, what can we do with you? Like what, what can we do that like, doesn't make us look stupid, you know? That just gets us overdone. It gets us over quickly. Like um, it became kind of this weird, you know, thing. Yeah. That's where the story gets a little. So boring. so it leaks. Uh, that day crashes. Fernando calls you, and then how? <laughs> and uh, that motherfucker. Yeah. And then then what happens? How long not between much. that uh, so and the I, um, FBI knocking on your so door? So I don't yeah. know if I want to get down this rabbit hole, but um, <laughs> the one like interview I did. Because you know, I could have done like a whole press tour on this. Oh, but like I was saying earlier, like I, I was I, actually so, going to ask you, have you done anything like we're doing right now? No, I, I've done. Well, you know, I, I learned 
because I wasn't naive about the, the music industry and I wasn't naive about the court system, but I was naive about the media. I think like, yeah, I had, I was a journalist. I had a blog, but like, I didn't really, I really thought I could sort of not control the narrative, so to speak, but you know, with an independent blog, I think, and this is why I do stuff like this, because mm-hmm. this is chill. This is fun. This is independent. Like and we're again, just having a conversation. Nobody listens. I, I, I know that when I walk in here, you're not going to have like a, like a, a, like a sort of, let's get this out of them. Yeah. We're not doing like a gotcha. And when this all went down, I realized that that's kind of how everybody operates, especially with these big box, you know, sort of retailers. Like, like yeah. they're all not retailers, big box uh, media companies. It's like they, they have a narrative and they have like an angle and, and they want you to fit in that angle. So the couple interviews I did, I regretted because it was like they tried to like, like, here's an example of like my naivete, like current TV wanted to do an interview with me. Um, and it was a video interview and I knew about current. They were like a competitor of my day job and like, you know, they did like cool stuff. They were kind of funny or whatever. And, uh, I, 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 I when they, when they pitched me, I like counter pitched. I was like, you know what? I've done, everyone else has talked to me, but I, you know, I want people to like meet my lawyer because he's like really impressive. And like, I, you know, I want to like put him on the map. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like playing, you know, like I'm like imagining how like this narrative could be entertaining to people. Not even like how I can get like more fame. It was more like, what would be a good story here? And it wasn't like some blogger leaked the Gunner Rosa record. To me, it was just like, look at this legal case. It's like popping up. So this is all happening before you're arrested? Yes. Yes. And so I I pitched, I kind of pitched current. I'm just like, can my, can my, my lawyer join in? And they're probably thinking, oh, I guess he wants his lawyer there. Like, you know, but I wanted my lawyer there because I wanted people to meet my lawyer. Mm-hmm. So did you really like this, this lawyer? Oh, oh yeah. Like, it sounds like you like he was I a fucking good fucking him. lawyer. Yeah, no, he was we great. should get his name in case we get sued by Buckethead. Yeah, well, I'll okay. give you a recommendation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I want people. So I, I did this this interview um, in, in my lawyer's office downtown. And the current TV guy was just like trying to fucking like goad me into like, like he was like, he was trying to like make it a joke, which is like, I guess that's his job. But like he wasn't even that funny, and it was a very awkward interview. He didn't ask my lawyer any. Like my lawyer got it, the interview that that got posted. My lawyer said absolutely nothing the entire interview. And He's the just whole, sitting there next to you. The whole thi- yeah, and the whole thing was like he was trying. Like he was like he was trying to uh, he was trying to like get me to like be some fucking foil to his comedic act. You know what I mean? Like oh, it weird. was like to me it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't an interesting interview. I guess it's the bottom line. It's like, you know, not like this. Yeah. No, no this is just fun. It's a conversation. <laughs> we're, we're learning about things, you know, but like this was a, a, media scared me early on cuz it was just like everybody has their own stupid idea about what I can do for them. And it was just like I don't I hate you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I hate I hate that side of media. Like you know, I, I like, you know, I like podcasts where people go into stories and, and you know, when you, you come out of it learning something. I, I hate like sensationalist headline chasing clickbait, all that shit. That's kind of like how I got out of the, 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 the journalism industry. But anyway, sorry, long tail on that kite. But uh, what was the uh, the original sort of question? Oh, was so then, so we were kind of leading on. Oh, yeah, um, you pre- press tour interviews, whatever. So yeah, the one totally. interview I did do that was that was cool. Um, and again, this is a little bit of a rabbit hole, but it is a funny part of the story. While I was leaking the record, literally that morning, you know, whatever, I think it was a Wednesday. As you're uploading it to the stream. As I'm uploading it, uh, my girlfriend at the time was, she worked in politics. She like ran for office and was, you know, doing that whole circuit. And she was at a, like a socialite brunch in Beverly Hills. And this, you know, Joel Stein He's, yeah, that yeah. Rolling, is he Rolling Stone guy or? Uh, he wrote for Rolling Stone and like Time a bunch, yeah, and LA mm-hmm. Weekly and stuff. He's a really funny. He's like you know, I don't know, totally. Yeah, he's a good dude. Um, 
uh, he was there at that brunch to cover the socialite, whatever. And then I leaked the record and, uh, did he have to be, he's like, I gotta go. Well, <laughs> it was, you know, he was, he was chatting up, <laughs> he was chatting up my girlfriend, which is fine. I respect that. Uh, and she was like, yo, uh, so that, you know, my, my boyfriend is leaking the Guns N' Roses record. And so Joel was like, wait, that's a way better story. So what am I doing? Like I actually ended up getting everybody in trouble because he, 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 he ditched, he spiked huh? that story to cover me or whatever. So it was like this weird, like kismet where it was just like, you know, Shana was texting me just like, I'm here with Joel Stein and he wants to fucking, I'm like, that's fun. Okay, cool. I'll yeah, do that. Totally. Like, that yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And so we did like, we did like a piece, uh, it was in Time Magazine, you know, it was wow. a very... That was, it was like this. It was chill. It was like a funny conversation. We were laughing, you know, and that I think that was like the kind of press that I was willing to do and the kind of press that was Yeah, I mean, fun. there's not a lot of interviews with you out there. No, I no, think no. that might be one of the only ones I found. No, at a certain, okay, good. Yeah. yeah. And it's fun. It's funny. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it was, you know, he, because he's not like, he wasn't like trying to find an angle. He was just, you know, having a laugh. Um, which I respect, like have a laugh on my account any day, Same. but don't try and like build a fucking narrative around me. Like, fuck mm. you. Um, so he was cool. He is cool. Um, and we became like family friends, all of us, you know, but, um, uh, yeah, the only, at, at a certain point I've considered doing interviews. And then in the end, I was just like, I could write a better story than, yeah. you know, I don't want to give it to somebody else. You know, we're just gonna, yeah. Not that I'm a control freak, but like, you know. I could write a better story than somebody else can write around my And you can control your narrative. Interviews. Yeah. Not that I'm so hell-bent on that, because you can only do that so much, but, you know. Well, at this point, you haven't been arrested, so you, you, oh, don't, yeah, you don't yeah. want it to spiral, like the narrative yeah. spiral out of control. See, yeah. that's funny. So, I knew I was going to get arrested. I knew... At what point? Um, I mean, I knew, like knew how long the night after? before. Wait, but I how know. long after that was that, the I leak? I think I got arrested... I'm a little fuzzy on this, but I think it was around August. Like, I, what I do... Like six need, weeks or so. What I know well firsthand for sure is like everything that's in the discovery like all of like the who emailed who when but once it got to the arrest the discovery ends the discovery is basically the case leading up to the arrest okay so i don't remember when the arrest was i don't have paperwork documenting the arrest yeah. i don't even i've never even seen my mugshot mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i've I never seen mine it's probably out there oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. we have a very similar past i'll be back for the uh <laughs> the criminal past episode <laughs> um, wait why did you know you were gonna get arrested the night before and then yeah. Because, well, because, well, okay. Uh, I had been in touch with the federal agent. Um, you know, he would, he would call or stop by and he'd ask questions. If mostly forensic questions. It wasn't like, did you do it? It was never something so d- direct, but it was just like, you know, what does your web server run on? You know, mm-hmm. what, you know, like forensic shit, you know, like he was building that kind of case, you know, kind of like, you know, kind of building evidence like in a very inconspicuous kind of way. Um, and I'd enter, I'd take his calls and I, I, I would tell him things, you know, in a guarded kind of manner. Like I wasn't, I could have been smarter, but I wasn't totally stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, uh, I handed over my computers. Um, I handed over computers. I say. <laughs> um, I can't say more than that, but, um, Double Jeopardy. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, such a limitation is right now. Anyway, <laughs> uh, at one point, I asked him a question, and uh, he was like, oh, well, I can't um, discuss that with you. I can't discuss any matters going to the grand jury. And I knew enough about the legal system to know that once something goes to the grand jury, like, you're getting indicted. If like, the grand jury chooses to indict you, the grand, the grand jury, jury can. Always, they can decline. I'm just saying they could. You could have had a, You could sure. have had somebody who was really and sympathetic. Monkeys can fly out of my ass. Yeah, yeah. no. The, the grand jury will indict a fucking ham sandwich. Remember when they didn't invite? They didn't indict John Bonet Ramsey's. Oh, they did. I just watched that 2020 episode. Yeah, the, only, the only thing that they won't it indict was about the grand is, jury. is like a cop. 
Yeah. You know, oh. if a cop yeah. shoots a black kid, they want to die for some reason. So, so the legal stuff happened immediately. Lori emailed you like immediately. Yeah, you know, just, it was basically just like cease and desist standard, yeah. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the crimp, but what happened was, um, but, but immediately, uh, somebody at the recording industry, Association Our, of America, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rhea, somebody emailed uh, a case manager at the FBI like wow. that day, like that minute. And so the federal case started immediately. I didn't know about it until it was a federal show- grand jury. Uh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, I guess yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, and I came back from lunch one day. So there was, you know, there, the, my first encounter with the feds wasn't when I got arrested. It was well before that. It was I came back from. This was actually really funny. This is like burned in my memory. Is like one of the funniest encounters of my entire life. Um, I came back from lunch uh, to this office at this big media, you know, big media outlet I was working at in uh, Ladera Heights. Um, I came back from lunch with my friend Dana. Uh, I ca- we came off the elevator, and in the lobby. We're sitting two just suit, dark shades, you know, sitting in the lobby. And I just. Feds. Absolutely. But <laughs> in my mind, they were somebody there for a meeting. And I was like, what are you guys, FBI agents? Oh like, in other words, oh. who are you here to see? <laughs> you know, calm down with the sunglasses. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you like, can take I them was, off. You're inside now. Exactly right. Like, what are you guys, FBI agents? And before I could even, like, finish the, the, the quip, they were like, yes. And I was like, no, fuck, for real. Uh, well, yeah, you, Kevin, I'm like, uh, <laughs> some smart ass, why? you know, <laughs> nice work. And I really, I mean, I was, I honestly, uh, I should call Dana and be like, how do you remember this? Because I, the way I remembered, I was just like, just like, what? Get the fuck out of here. Who's like, is, are you, you know, like Dana, did you call, are you doing a bit? Like, are you goofing on me? Like who, who put, who put you guys up to this? Um, and he was just like, yeah, you know, did you put up? Some Guns N' Roses songs, you know, can we talk? I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. So oh, we goodness. went out into like the courtyard and like, so yeah, had our first conversation. But anyway, uh, so that was a funny moment. Um, and it was, it was like a guy and a girl too. It was, this is before you were arrested. I, it, was like, like, it was like Mulder and Scully. Yeah, Mulder yeah, and Scully. I called them Mulder, Mulder and Scully because they looked like fucking Mulder and That's, Scully. It was a guy and a girl and they were like, well, you know, they, they were both like way, because you know, like pretty good looking. They're like secretly in love. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. You she know. doesn't believe oh, anything, but head, he's addicted yeah. to porn. In my head, that's exactly what was going on. Wait, are you crossing the Red Shoe Diaries over with X-Files right. Diaries? Yep. Okay, I see what you're doing there. That's cute. <laughs> um, yeah, the company's a dog. But uh, no, I mean, I, I made that up in my head, of course. But like, you know, I, when I meet like famous people or, you know, you know, super you know, authority figures and feds, I always like, I just kind of go to like, how ridiculous their personal life probably is. You know what I mean? Well, it takes a certain type of sociopath to like. And so when I see this dude who's like, you know, he's probably, he was probably like 28, maybe 30, you know, in a fucking, you know, starchy ass cheap suit suit. (laughs) and and dark sunglasses in a lobby, like trying to be all intense. I'm just like, get the fuck out of here, buddy. Like, like, come on. You could just stop this. Like we could just talk as bros. Like the guns and roses leaker. You know, like I was just, you know, I was kind of like, like I, it's in my nature to be like, eh, get the fuck out of here with this. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, not in a disrespectful way, like, but go just fight in like real a, crime. Just like you, like totally. you, can, you can. This is probably a lot of effort for you to like project this. And this is why I get in trouble because <laughs> because I don't respect authority at that level. Like, I respect authority, but I, but I want you know. I just I look at this. I look at you know. I look at them and I kind of laugh. I'm just like, really? Are you? This is your job? Like to, to act all tough at, and scare bloggers? You know. Anyway, whatever. Um, so I digress. Um, <laughs> so this is leading up to you being arrested so, in your home. Yeah. So then there was a conversation with him where he was like, you know, with, with Mulder and he was like, I can't discuss matters <laughs> to go into the grand jury. And that was, that was a certain, I think that was like a Tuesday or something. 
And then Thursday, I had my first meeting scheduled with with David, the lawyer. Um, and David had told me he was like, uh, I'm getting the timeline a little, a little messed up. But anyway, David told me just stop talking to the feds. Don't tell them anything. If they if they call you again, if they try to meet with you again, just tell them like you know you have a lawyer, you can't say anything. And and when you say that, just heads up, they're not they're not going to be nice anymore. And I'm like, oh. Sure, he's gonna like be once you lawyer up, they're gonna like stop Absolutely. playing nice you game. Know, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, he, he's gonna get nasty. He's gonna yep. probably threaten you and just like hold your ground and whatever. I'm like, yeah, no problem. Um, and so that's so scary. And so, yeah, but like you know, uh, how scary can somebody be over the phone? I mean, really? Like, are you gonna punch I don't know, me? I don't or not? like being yelled at. Yeah, I would be. I would give everything up I, immediately. I I like succumb to authority really fast. No, you know, Robin, did you just say you would give all the info to the cops? No, I mean, rat. maybe now it would be different. But the one time I got, uh, I got caught shoplifting and immediately the the cop or whatever comes to me and they're like have you been shoplifting i'm like yes here's everything <laughs> like all this House stuff of cards just folded. it's just yeah. like totally like the fastest no, you gotta just yeah. deny 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 i don't know yep. um no my thing is like if somebody yells at me I, I i it tells me that they're they're losing control you know what mm-hmm. i mean like if somebody's yelling if somebody's like talking all tough it's just like okay that's all you got now you're just mm-hmm. just words like uh now i've got you it's like so i tend to kind of take the adverse kind of thing but the fed did the opposite and that's what was scary to me you know interesting he kept his cool exactly and i was like oh fuck he knows his next move i'm fucked so he you know he called and he was like hey i just had some more questions for you i'm like mm, actually mm, mm, i got a meeting with my lawyer can't talk to you he's like okay that's cool click Ooh, I'm like, oh, he cool guide you. He cool guide me. Yeah, I was like, fuck. That's, like, if that's he would have lost his shit, move. I would have been like, fuck you. Yeah, you know? yeah. But he he just he cool guide me, and I was like, oh, I'm fucking, bur- I'm boned, you know. Yeah, you and, knew uh, then that it was like, oh, that yeah. something was gonna come. I, oh yeah, and so and this is what's funny, man. Like, so, so I had the meeting scheduled Thursday, and then so Tuesday night. I have a dream that feds come in and raid my apartment. I was woken up from that dream by feds banging on my door. Like it was no. so funny. Like I, like I woke up and I'm like, oh, that so was they a, came in at night. And I'm still no, like seven in the morning. Okay, it's like they woke me up like from a dream that they About, were raiding me oh. to raid me. But it, again, it wasn't a raid. It was um, like how many guys were there? Oh, uh, so there was like six or seven. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I they didn't come into my apartment. They were banging on the door. I said, bang, 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 this yeah. is the FBI. Uh, no, they didn't announce themselves. They were just, and it was like apartment complex too, which I was, you know, and I. What part of LA were you living in? Culver City. Okay. Over, or off of Overland, um, Glendon Avenue. Um, that the Best Buy there is where I bought Chinese Democracy when it yeah. came out. I, yeah. I went to Best Buy the other day. I let it spend yeah. that $19.99, yeah, right, huh? Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, and so all along the way, when I was having conversations with the feds and everything, I was just like, I was trying to keep my life together. Again, I was like trying to keep my job so I can pay the fucking lawyer and all that, you know? Yeah. I had a kid on the way, so I was like trying to build up a war chest in case I went to jail, you know? So I was all along, every time I talked to him, I would like, you know, my, I would close, I would like sign off with like, a, hey, listen, if you need to arrest me, just call me. I'll come down. Don't come to my fucking work and make a scene. Yeah. Don't come to my apartment complex and make a scene. Like, don't let me lose my job or my fucking house over this. I'll come to you. I will do Turn yourself time. in. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, like, I will I'll cooperate bring my 100% fully. You know what I mean? Just like, don't, you don't have to like come and fuck my life up over this. Yeah. Like, I wow. will, I will comply. And, uh, so I was, when, when they came, you know, to my apartment complex, it was just like, you mother. I could have just come down to you. Like you didn't need to make all this effort. So banging on the door, I open the door 
and there's like six guns pointed at me from different directions. Oh, stop. So that's like, like they're like posted up around oh, yeah. the complex. Oh yeah, yeah. It oh, was like a, I that always is like a, a, a pentacle of fucking death. Do you think they just like, don't like, know what like to, you have they, a hostage or exactly. something? It was, and, and and you know, uh, and I. I think they probably just like don't know how to leave the house without a gun or I something. Don't think I know. Like I, you know, maybe yeah. part of it was just I was seven in the morning and I was just and they were they were like local cops all jittery. It was like feds, so I wasn't like scared that they were gonna like, accidentally shoot me or anything. Oh, you know what I mean? Enough. But like, and it was like seven in the morning. It's like you know, a, a, like Skeletor could show up at seven in the morning. I'm just like, oh, what do you want? You know, like, <laughs> I, 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 my my brain isn't waking up yet, so I'm just kind of like really like stupidly chill about it. I wait. Did you have door. a pregnant girlfriend in the house? She or, was pregnant, yes. Um, and yeah. they're, they're pointing guns at your fucking house. No, she was, I think, still in bed or whatever. But um, still, I mean, they're pointing guns at the house but, of the pregnant uh, but, lady. But I in open it. the door, I'm in my boxers ch- and all for these guns whatever. And, roses leak. and I, you know, and I look, and, and the molder, the, the, the main fed, is like, he's over here, you know, to my left with a gun pointed to my face. And I'm just like, I was like, this is so unnecessary. unnecessary. Like yeah. I said that to him. And, uh, and then they kind of spun me around and handcuffed me. And I, you know, I said, can I get a shirt? They gave me a shirt. And so I, they took me down. I didn't say shit after that. Like, that so just, they go, do they enter your apartment at any point? No, no. So they, they, they just took just, me, they they took come, me into a black they car. They come fully armed to arrest you. Yeah, they took me in a black car down to, uh, down to the federal lockup downtown. At the end of all of this, right? So this... Like the weirdest thing about all this, it's a, <laughs> it's like, it's a, I can't wrap my brain around this. It's a Guns N' Roses leak. Like no one was like physically hurt or in yeah, danger. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's well, a victimless crime, when is, I was so to like, speak. There's no arraigned, drugs being yeah, trafficked. Yeah, I was arraigned. The, the, the judge, uh, t- 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 like Tim, you know, I felt the, kind of vindicated. The judge was just like, I don't understand why this wasn't a summons case. Like, right. why did Show you... up in six weeks. Yeah, but I mean, you know, yeah. and, and you know, because I'm fair. Uh, I did what I did in kind of broad daylight. I put my name on it. I yeah. was very brazen. Yeah, you with were. With the leak. So part like of you me said, kind you of respected that but, they were but, a little brazen with the arrest. But you were coming, yes, fair enough. But it was ridiculous. But you were coming off it from the standpoint, and like you said, you use this later on, you had the bootleg from Amoeba. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, it's just it was, like, so it didn't, it couldn't have occurred to you. When you did it so brazenly that you would have, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I have guns pulled on you. And leaks were happening. It was the leak it was, era. It was a leak generation. Right, right, right. And it, to me, it wasn't, to me, you know, there was, a, and this is silly. I mean, obviously they wanted to make an example out but of you. It, right. The and record. In, like, oh, the, 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 we can get into the whole PSA part of the story yeah, we will. and, oh, and, we and, will. and why, why they tried to make an example and why that wasn't yeah. really going to work. But, um, you know, uh, in my mind, and this is this is stupid and naive, you know, but at the time in my silly mind, there was a difference between like, putting a fucking pre-release record up on a fucking torrent site and like, you know, streaming a record that may have never come out otherwise. Yeah. Not even the final mix, not even the final mastered version, not even all the tracks. Not even all the tracks, right. Right. You know, like, like to me, it wasn't like I was leaking a record so to speak, I was. Yeah, it was like a journalistic thing. Yeah, there's some nuance was, there. I see it. Yeah. And, and yeah. it was and a newsworthy. Silly, yeah. It was a newsworthy thing. It wasn't a regular right. album. Yeah, it wasn't like I went around leaving like records. A hacker, I mean, right. I had a lot right. of yeah. records. You know, before like, right. you know, I worked at Universal. I had the Fiona Apple record before it came out. The, yeah, uh, Nine Inch Nails with Teeth. Uh, that's such a good album. Stone Age, Lullabies to Paralyze. I had all these records, you know, month, you know, weeks or maybe months before they came out. I'm not gonna go leak shit. You know what I mean? Like whatever, but. You know, this was Chinese this democracy. Is the white exactly. Yeah. Right. Did what did you was your blog what kind of music was it covering? Just anything? Yeah, everything. everything. I mean, you know, mostly rock. Um you know, there were different eras, you know, but mm-hmm. generally when I ran things uh, more than Johnny, I would kind of I had a more anarch anarch 
anarchistic, anarchist, <laughs> blah, blah. Uh, more, you know, less law, you know, a more lawless kind of approach where just everybody could write whatever they wanted to. So we had, mm. a, you know, we had a dude that was like writing all pop shit. And then we had, you know, so we had a death metal guy, you know, uh, you know, we were covering rock, hip hop, metal, whatever, pop, whatever. You know. Yeah. And I like the meta stories. I like, you know, the stories behind the stories. Yeah. Like, you know, the legal stuff. Yeah, this is a story behind it. That's the thing about Chinese democracy. The story, yeah. it's kind of like, the story is, and honestly, the, the music the, is the album won absolutely secondary to the story. Yeah. yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, it However, is, yeah. I like the music. So yeah. you are arrested and taken down to central booking. Or uh, no, the federal, so the, yeah, federal the federal jail. You know, what was, what was intense about the federal lockup. Where is that? Uh, downtown. It's, you, it's not you, the Twin Towers then. It's no, not the you used to get off the freeway. It looks like a prison. It's like all the windows are like, like the medieval windows. Yeah, like, where you can't see it. I don't know where yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. picture it. I don't know where it um, is. It's, it's, once you see it, you're like, I mean, for, for me, I see Obviously. it and I'm like, oh. So how yeah. long were you, did they <laughs> hold you? Uh, you know, just the afternoon. It would, I would have been in and out of there, but um, God, you know, I've, I've never appreciated my criminal upbringing more than that morning. They were trying to rush me through without pretrial. You, who has a checkered past here? Both of you? Me. Right. No, so, me. Pre, so for the people at home, uh, pre-trial is basically your one chance to sort of like give an unbiased sort of, you know, like sort of preliminary defense of your situation where you can tell somebody, hey, look, like I'm not a flight risk. You know, I have a job to keep. But do you have to see a judge? No, it's before before you go in before front of a judge. Arraigned. You talk to a pretrial attorney, basically, and you basically give. Oh them, no, I never got an attorney. So, well, not an attorney, like just somebody who's not, technically not an attorney, any, but no, like, yeah, not, not even, even a public defender. Like mm-hmm. you, you literally you go in a booth and somebody just somebody. I got an attorney after the fact. I did it all right. wrong. So it was a pretrial person, and you, you're supposed to get it every time, but you don't always get it, right? Because they just rush you through. Yeah. But when you, but if you get a pretrial person, they'll go to the judge and say, like, here's the situation. He has, he's gainfully employed. He has work in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you don't release him, he might lose his job, making it harder to pay the fines you're going to give him. You know what I mean? So it's like pretrial kind of has your back in a way that the prosecution certainly fucking doesn't. Oh. And in a way, a public defender might just not have the information, you know? So pretrial is an important part of the process. And they were trying to rush me through without pretrial. And I was really, I mean, my whole thing so, was like- So you like, knew you had the right to it. Oh yeah. That's yeah. what I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. They were like, okay, okay, you know, Kogel, like you're ready to go. And I'm like, I'm not ready to see a judge yet. No, like, The judge was ready yep. to see you. I'm like, nope, nope. I'm staying yeah. right the fuck here. And Damn they're like, it. and I'm like the one person who's like not trying to get out of there. Cause I'm I, like- I feel like if I didn't, I wouldn't have known that know, now. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. You know, but I've been fucked that way before. I went straight to the judge. Yeah, exactly. And you get fucked that way. And they deny you bail because, you know, the prosecution says, oh yeah, you know, this I mean, I don't know what they could have said. You know, he's he he works in tech, so he's got money, so he's a flight risk. I don't know what they could have said, mm-hmm. but without pretrial giving a counterpoint, the judge just goes on what the prosecution says. Mm-hmm. So I I could have been that in and sucks. out of there right away, but I waited and waited and waited until I got pretrial. Um, and so that's the only reason I was I was still there. I think I got out after lunch. It was I was there like all morning and early afternoon, only because I was waiting for pretrial. And then once I saw the judge, it was like I didn't out of there. It was a signature bond, and I was out. And I I think I went to work that afternoon. Maybe I don't know. At least the next day. And then the ne- and then the day after that is when I met with David for the, for the, for the first time, mm-hmm. and I had our sort of you know uh, our meeting for, you know for the defense. And that was you know that's a whole other chapter, I guess. But um. You know, I mean, from day one, we knew what our what our sort of defense was going to be. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, which was stuff like what in a nutshell. In a nutshell, um, the statute they charged me under. So there's a technical aspect, and then like a, a less technical aspect. The technical aspect was the statute that they charged me under was dissemination of a work being prepared for commercial release. Whoa. In other words, <laughs> dissemination. Right. What a gross words, word. If you leak something that's about to be commercially released, you're like stealing you're, money. You're this yeah. much fucked. 
But to charge me under that statute, you're going to have to prove that that was actually going to be commercially released. Yeah. And would have been sitting around for 15 years. How can you fucking prove that you had any plans to release it? You know, like in other words, we could have just like what we did say was just like, for all we know, it never would have come out. How does this kid even have you, any you, indication? You, it was fair to assume. Too. I remember in 2008. It was fair to assume it was never coming exactly. out. And that yes. was basically at, at, you know, when, when the feds sort of got the information from Rhea, charged me under that statute and only then found out that I've been sitting around for 15 years. They were like, fuck, we charged him under the wrong statute. Yeah. And you can't like. Can't go back. And right. The- you can't really go back, you know. Um, you know, so the you, feds all the evidence gets thrown out or whatever. You know what I mean? They so, weren't following Chinese democracy for 15 years? Yeah, they're man. bad. They're bad. Yeah, yeah. Someone else was. Uh, Mulder, I don't know, I guess yeah. more of a, I don't know. That's a one He's a Molly crew guy. <laughs> <laughs> one cop that doesn't like that too. Really? Yeah, I was both. Yeah. But anyway, same. Yeah, yeah, same. Right, same. Um, but, uh, you know, so there was that. There was like, okay, so first of all, the statute is bullshit. Mm-hmm. The other way we would have attacked it, um, and this is, you know, this is maybe more interesting. Um... You know, the album wouldn't have come out if I didn't leak it. Yeah. It was, you know. I absolutely believe Chinese Democracy came out because of you. And Dr. Pepper. And we knew this. That's so, I mean, that's like, that's pretty insane. If, if, you know, we, you know we, had, we had like a legal team put together. Yeah. We had like a researcher. We had people following things. I had, I had like counter surveillance following me. Making, it, was, it was a whole fucking production that I paid for. But, um, <laughs> you know, for better or worse. But, um, yeah. you know, we, we had the paperwork and we had the sort of research to prove that um, you know, uh, the label went to, there was no release date, right? It, no, it, it, no, the label, there, went, the label went to Best Buy with Google traffic trends saying, see this spike in interest in Chinese democracy. This is why you should, you should get the exclusive. exclusive the album. Yeah. Like they went to Best Buy and they basically convinced Best Buy that the album was hot right now. So now's the time to do it. And they closed that deal and Best Buy bought all the records up front, essentially, you know what I mean? Like there like, were a few other records I remember coming out because I were I it was started a Best working, Buy exclusive, so but there like, were other Best Buy exclusives like that started yeah, yeah. to become a thing, and it was really frustrating because yeah, in yeah. 2009 I started working at a record store, okay, and it would be frustrating. Huh. It was called House of Records in Eugene, <laughs> Oregon, oh, and yeah, okay. and we records would come out and we couldn't get they were Best Buy exclusives, right, right. When we and, they wouldn't come in, was, you know, it's kind of like the you know kind of the, the pussy way out. Like you know, if if label had to to market it and sell it themselves, it might have flopped and the label might have gone bankrupt at the way the label. Were running you know, there were the also Walmart exclusives, right? Exactly, Target exclusives, yeah, Taylor Swift, and shit. You know, time. yeah, right. It's, this it's is still, the end still happening. Of, this is the end because, of physical media. They, they, right, they, exactly. they nailed the fucking coffin. Exactly, and that's not you know that's not nothing to do with me or Axel or the, the record. Right, even. that's just the, the state of the industry at the time. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, um, you know, Target and Best Buy and Walmart can afford to get people into the store to lose money on a Guns N' Roses CD because then they might buy a TV or whatever the fuck or mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. or you know so, what I mean? so it's like it's a loss leader. The label got their money up front. Everybody's relatively happy. I mean, it's about as well as it could have gone. But basically, um, you know, the the deal with Best Buy w- was in, was s- signed entirely on the interest of the leak generated. Wow. Now I'm not taking credit for it necessarily. Like I just think that it was a necessary sort again, people take advantage of the situation. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would have come out some other way if I hadn't leaked it, but the way it got released wouldn't have happened without the you know, whatever. So part of the the legal sort of plan was all right, you know, um if you're gonna try and claim that this kid caused all this all these damages, then we're gonna subpoena Best Buy. And we're gonna subpoena the label, we're gonna subpoena Axel and we're gonna get I mean, we're gonna like have a fucking circus in the courtroom today where Best Buy has to come in and basically like drop their fucking, uh, you know, marketing strategies, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. 
uh, or else Axel has to say when it's planned to like right. finish the, ma- exactly. the final or master, else, or else it's a mistrial. Yep. Yeah, and yep. you know, and I think everybody involved knew that like that was a non-starter. Like if 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 it went to trial and we subpoenaed Best Buy, Best Buy would be like, "Fuck you Axel guys." Axel wouldn't show up. Yeah, Best Buy. Yeah, like nobody would. It wouldn't happen. Mistrial over. Yeah, Best Buy would have been like, "We've got no fucking dog in this fight. Yes. We are not putting yeah. our, this is our internal marketing strategies on public and record." This, all, this is your lawyer coming out. Like oh, this no. guy sounds incredible. because no, that's the thing. It's like you know, because I and you know, and, and I don't mean to. T- How does I mean this is it was I so. Enemies wisely, and I don't mean to talk shit on Lawrence Lessig, but like, but like a lot of these civil attorneys will take these, like I was saying earlier, they take these sort of like highfalutin sort of ideas where it's like, well, technically it's fair use because he was a journalist. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, fuck you. But what's what's interesting is this was so unprecedented. Well, the criminal the, case. The criminal yeah. case was. Yeah, yeah. It was such an unprecedented thing. You were the first person to be charged for piracy. Well, yeah, I mean, and yes your lawyers no. still had the like the Part, capacity well, to come up with these so stra- defense strategies. Well, yes and no. So there's there's parallels, right? Because um, when it's a criminal case. It's kind of the same no matter what. It's like, show me the evidence, show me the body. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. it's all the same no matter right, what. Right, right, right. You're right. Yes. Um, but, but there's precedence. First off, um, you know, I think I found this guy because he had defended the kid who leaked Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Like, like he had God. done, you know. Revenge cut, of the well, Sith. Mm-hmm. That's not what the movie is. Is that a movie? Yeah, the yeah, third Star Wars one. Yeah, yeah, yeah like some kid, some right? fucking kid leaked it. Yeah, it was awful. I've never heard of that movie. Well, yeah, oh, you're it's not forgettable. Much. Yeah, right. That's supposed yeah. to be the good one too, but they're all fucking awful. Anyway, uh, he had he had done this before, but also mm-hmm. you know the the sort of precedent with um oh god, I hope I'm not like you know. No, I mean, I guess, whatever. You yeah. don't need to say anything you're not comfortable saying, if that's uh, what. But no, I want to remind you. I'm comfortable saying I anything. I'm just worried if somebody else you, is going to Once be. again, no listeners. Oh, okay, good. So that's that's freedom. Um, uh, this episode could be a little more popular uh, uh, <laughs> in the gunner world. Um, well, we'll see. Um, yeah. But that's not well, what I'm doing. We'll see. Maybe fun. not. Also, this is like the weirdest hinge date ever. <laughs> Second weirdest hinge date ever. Um, no. I forgot about that angle into this whole story. No, no. Uh, I will actually go up and stop it right there. Uh-huh. We matched on Hinge. Not I didn't know he was a Chinese democracy leaker. Right, right. And did you just you thought know, I was a random slut. Did you know that I was a Guns N' Roses podcaster? No, I no, no, no. That it, it is serendipitous. <laughs> it wasn't long before I'm like, I know this guy from somewhere. And oh. then I said, wait a minute. I said, are you the Kevin Kogel? Oh, God. And then you, did you know where I was going? Did you at that point realize that I knew who you were from Guns N' Roses or something else? Usually if people say, are, are, when are, I said I the, the guy, it's usually that. I, yeah. I and I, so I, I screenshot it and I sent it to Robin. And you are gonna, I'm like, Robin, you are not going to believe who I just matched with on him. <laughs> and she's like, get him on the pod. Oh, shucks. I feel so loved. <laughs> um, this is a couple months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. I, I think I'm, well, whatever. Anyway. Um, but it, well, no, uh, one of the, the legal angles or one of the, one of the sort of precedents was um, he had, my lawyer had defended um, uh, some guys, uh, who were up for uh, like a Grand Theft Auto case? They were like uh, they'd stolen a bunch of cars mm-hmm. and scraped the VIN numbers and and got caught despite that because sorry I'm like chewing. <laughs> I'm gonna take a hit of my vape then. Mm. If we're doing mouth stuff, Robin, do you need to chewing. do anything? No, I don't. Anyway, right, so vape so they were up for this <laughs> and um uh, he got him off because uh, he was like, all right, so you 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 caught these guys based on the VIN numbers they didn't know uh, were there to scrape off, these secret VIN numbers that were hidden somewhere. Tell us where they were. 
you know, like subpoenaed the car companies to say like, okay, where's your secret VIN numbers? And they're like, we're not fucking putting that on public record. So the case was thrown out. Oh, just as simple as that. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, it's like, okay, show us the evidence. It's like, well, we can't secret evidence. I'm like, okay, well then fuck off. Uh, so yeah, this guy's kind of, good. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's like, I knew he, you know, he, I had called around to, uh, I feel like I'm doing an advertisement. Well, he deserves it. Um, cause he was great. But, uh, uh, I had called around different attorneys and stuff, and I was looking for a criminal defense attorney. I, I knew that much. I knew I wanted somebody who was like not going to be like, well, technically it's fair use. Cause mm-hmm. I wanted somebody who was just like, well, fuck them, you know? Uh, and that's kind of the way he was. First of all, he answered the phone himself. It wasn't like a receptionist going like, well, here's the process. It mm-hmm. was like, hi. And he has this very like commanding moving voice. He was like, hi. Yes, I know who you are. Yes. I know about the case. Yes. No, I've got a plan. It's going to be fun. I'm like, I love you, dude. <laughs> he was like very like, he's like, Come in Thursday. We'll figure out the money. I'm going to have fun with this. Like, that was his attitude. So he wanted this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's yeah. just like, it's so, it's I mean, interesting. He knew exactly how to play it. And it was yeah. great. Yeah. That's cool. Because because the, the you right already guy. had an interest and been following piracy stuff. Right. I mean, which is kind of, I had it's seen not a lot totally of, random. I had seen leaked. a lot of cases that could have been won, not get won. Yeah. So you had like, you came into this prepped. He was prepped. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah so you guys were going to do good. It wasn't fun, but it, it, Parts of it were fun. A lot, a lot of it. I mean, most, of it, you know, there were, there were what the media would report on would be when there's like a court appearance. But to me, those were just formalities. What I remember were like a lot of backdoor meetings with like me and my lawyer and, and the prosecutor just like getting together in a room going like, hey, what are we going to do here? Like, so, what, what do you want to plead to? What can you give us? You know, they wanted, they wanted uh, my source from the start. Mm-hmm. And you never gave it up. No. Not around. And, yeah. and and it was, well, it wasn't even, I mean, yes, but uh, it was also just th- this idea of just like, what what is my source going to do for you? Yeah, like, totally. He didn't walk out of Jimmy Iovine's office with it. You know, it's just like, it's just a link in the chain. It's just a friend mm-hmm. of mine. What, what we ended up doing was um, uh, to sort of get around giving a name up is because we kind of took advantage of the fact that the, the, their budgets are tight and their resources are thin and they're kind of lazy. We're like, listen, we will, uh, you know, my source will be a confidential informant for us. We will independently investigate the story that we have of where it came from. And we will give you the findings of that story. We'll tell you where it came from. We'll tell you like what we know. So you don't have to do that research yourself. And we're going to keep our resources confidential, but we'll give you everything we find out in the end. In other words, it's like, you know, if, if my guy got it from a guy who got it from a guy who got it from a guy who stole it off a truck, we'll give you the guy that stole it off the truck. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to give you every link of the chain so you right. go harass everybody in my life. You know, so that's kind of how we played it. Um, so that's why, uh, you know, I was able to not give them the name. Also, I knew, um, that if I got off, they could come at me with a civil case after the fact. Right. And that would have been maybe more devastating. Right. And, but that also, you can't bleed a rock though, but it also would have been maybe an ace up my sleeve. You know, if I have one more card to play, it's like, okay, listen, you're coming out of the civil case. Save it in case they come after you civilly. Right. So I kind of wanted to take, you know, so luckily it never came to that and statute of limitations. So they, so, okay. So they... You end up pleading, not like what? Yeah, I mean, what was funny was right off the bat, as soon as they realized that statute was irrelevant, it got knocked down to a misdemeanor, like right away. Okay. Mm -hmm. But 
all the reporting and all the news stories didn't even pick up on that. All the news stories for months were still saying he's facing this many years I remember, in jail. I, I remember. I don't yeah, remember it vividly, I, but I remember it. They I didn't mean, even notice that it become a misdemeanor like nuts. in the first court case. It was like when I first got arraigned or something, you know, it was like they straight up said like, yeah, misdemeanor copyright infringement. And, uh, you know, the news the next morning was like, you know, Kevin is facing a federal, you know, felony indictment. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, no, I'm not. It's a good story. Yeah. yeah right. But it's the, a, it's the, much the more only, interesting that way. The only outlet that I think got it right was Wired. Um, everybody else was just like mm-hmm. just copy and pasting other shitty stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and then you you pleaded what you ended up getting like, convicted. Kind of yeah, no, it was it was basically uh, so. There's the PSA part of the story. Yeah, so, yeah, I love yeah, that. We're it excited was, about um, that. It was it it got banged down to a misdemeanor, and there were a few different ways we could have went. It was uh, either we go to trial. And, you know, could maybe get off scot-free if we win a trial, but that was going to cost me 20 grand. Mm-hmm. Right. An additional 20 grand. Right, right. You know, um, uh, but then the, the, the sort of offer that was, you know, it came from, from, from the feds and Rhea kind of working together was just like, if he agrees to do a PSA, um, I forget what the deal. It wasn't like, a, it wasn't like we'll, we'll let him go. Whose it, fucking idea was this? It was the, the, the PSA came from Rhea. And the feds liked it because it, it kind of let them save face a little bit, I guess. Oh I don't, I don't you know. I could look up that, that information. I forget. But there was, there was this idea of a PSA. It was just like, because at first the, the lawyer was like, they want you to do a PSA. I'm like, fuck that. That's stupid. Yeah. It's so, it's so dumb. And then I kind of like, uh, you know, I did, I did come up, I did find the emails and shit between my lawyer and, and I kind of went back down memory lane and, and I saw like the last email from me about that. I was like, oh, fine, I'll do the stupid PSA. <laughs> um, and they sent me a script. Uh, for the oh PSA God. and it was just like they, they, they made I guess the of course they it wrote the so script I, in and my was, head I'm was, thinking if I could write my own PSA like you give me a topic okay anti-piracy but I could write it myself could make this kind of interesting but they're giving you a script exactly, that is right. so and that's funny. a deal breaker and that was so funny because it was uh, you know it was very, it was very much like and they want to film it and then like release it it was like a very similar where, drugs where, kind of, I think they were just trying to save face I don't think they had ever it, personally <laughs> this is just based on my own hunch or whatever speculate I don't think they ever intended to actually do it I think it was just Something like, somebody put up so there, so dumb. somebody didn't get lose her job. Okay, like, well, I, well, he agreed. You know, I got my, you know, whatever. Like, just you know, trying to just uh, whatever. Uh, you know, PSA, do not so, go after Guns and Roses. Oh, no, it was it was like the PSA yeah, was yeah. very much like um, it was they were trying to basically make me a poster child for for leaking records. Yeah, yes, and I was like, listen. I don't leak records, you know, again, right. my silly sort of, you know, asinine kind of point of view at the time was just like, you know, I will do a PSA against pre-releasing, like, this is where I'm being a smart ass, like, you know, because I could be a real smart ass and go like, I'll do a PSA against, pre- you know, pre-releasing albums that have been sitting around for 15 years. In other words, you know, zero target audience, you know. <laughs> But uh, I was like, I'll do a PSA against, you know, disrespecting an artist's right to determine how their music gets released. You know what I mean? Like, that's fair. That's what I did, you know. But I'm not going to, like, do a PSA for some crime I didn't do. I don't go out leaking records. You know what I mean? I I have records. I have my friends' records. I don't leak their records. You know what I mean? Like, I don't don't do that, you know. And so it just, it just, it fell apart. It was like, it was a couple emails back and forth, like nitpicking, like they they sent a script that was retard. No, I I say it all the time. Oh my God. It was retarded. Frittata. And, uh, (laughs) you know, and then I kind of wrote, I sent back one that was like better and they just kind of like, it just, the the thread died. Um, Okay. So this is a plea deal. I'm so sorry that I used that word. I, you don't. Believe, you no, won't I mean, believe. No, no, no. You, you know what? This could be, be this could be you. Spectrum. If you He's have a problem with it, with Fernando it's and okay. Jim Diving. But you know, I have said a lot of things on this podcast that I shouldn't have, and there have been many days where afterwards Robin goes, 
Why the fuck did you say that? All the I'd like to think a bunch of Axel fans aren't the most sensitive people on the planet, given his no. lack of so, finesse. Anyway, one of the things we've learned bringing uh, this back is the Buckethead fans are actually the sensitive, the most sensitive one. Okay. And that's why I said we might need the name of that lawyer. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> right, right, right. So, they don't like us. Okay. So anyways, you, you're, so all of this happens. The story is insane. But then now you are. The guy that leaked the Guns N' Roses album. And you're just like, so and, the legacy and throughout this I whole, live with. Throughout this uh, whole process, right? You're, so you're going to work and your day job. And what do people, yeah. your friends think? They're like, you know, it, uh, Kevin's it's, just, it's, got a, this it's a funny thing. Because, like, I've got other things. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, I, I had an army of squirrels when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've cool. got weird stories, you know, through my life. Like I've, you know, even just how I came to LA and the, the bands it, I've kind of worked with. And so no one was really and surprised. For. I mean, my friends weren't that sure. <laughs> you were Kevin did now, but everybody else, you know, they find out about me that way. You know, um, I was a little nervous um, for a while because, you know, as much as I can kind of laugh about it, it is a federal fucking crime yeah. on my record, you know? And uh, I was, uh, you know, part of, the, part of the benefit of me busting my ass to, to pay the legal fees was like my career took kind of a, a, a good jump in the right direction. Sure, yeah. And uh, a few years later, um, I found myself as sort of CTO of a company that was um, going to be invested uh, into by Google. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to go into the, so they did it, Google did like a, a, a background check on all of us. <laughs> and then we were going in. Like something came up on this. Oh, no, I know. What do you know about we all, you know, Guns and, and I was, Roses? I, I, w- I would have probably been fired just Coolest out of fear background if check I wasn't ever. Like, sort of in, you know, indisposable mm-hmm. in that project. But, I, you know, we all walked into the Google offices in Santa Monica and everybody was kind of looked at me just like, dude, if they bring that shit up, if they, we, you sync this deal because you fucking dumbass put an MP3 online. I'm going <laughs> to kick your fucking, you know, my friends, you know, it wasn't like a. But it so, was like this funny, intense I, thing. I, I kind of confused. And we, we the, sit down. and they probably think it's cool. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the it Google is. Guys, it's so cool. The Google, they, the, the Google guys knew, uh, uh, you know, my partners, you know, yeah. like this dude, AJ, I was working with. They, 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 everybody, we did this conference call with all these people from Google all over the world. You know, people in Taiwan and China and UK and Australia and, you know, whatever. Everybody all on this conference call, this big wall of, and everybody's like, hey, AJ, how you doing? How you been? And, you know, I'm like, AJ's like superstar, you know? And then, they're, and then they turned to me and they were just like, now, Kev, and I had never met these people before in my life. They're like, I'm like, uh-oh, here it is. And they're like, dude, tell us. They were like, they loved it. You know, it was like, so, I don't know. I, I'm a little confused about something. Charges were not dropped. Certain no. certain charges were dropped. No, no. Well, it was dropped you, to a misdemeanor. Not necessarily. It was dropped it was to a misdemeanor and you pled. Immediately. Uh, I, what did I do? I, I pled guilty to the misdemeanor. Yes. Okay, got yes. it. Yes. It wasn't like if you plead, we'll knock it down to a misdemeanor. It was like it's a misdemeanor now. Do you want to plead or do you want to take it to trial? Right. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no point to take a misdemeanor right, to right, trial. Right, right. Yeah. It wasn't like a plea deal necessarily. It was just I just pled. You know. Okay, got um, it. Right. Um, and just to not take it to trial. And basically, we did. You know, we we did a sort of um, sentencing sort of argument on paper and handed it to the judge. Just like here's mm-hmm. why I think I shouldn't go to jail, please. Right. And luckily, the judge was just like, "Yeah, this I'm not sending this guy to jail." Right. But I did get, and this is this is where things get also funny. There's a lot of funny parts of the story, and one of them is that I got house arrest, um, ankle bracelet, and the whole thing. I got house arrest, I think, for three months and then a year of probation. Um, but the house arrest <laughs> it is very stupid. Now, house arrest is, you know, is, is as you would imagine, inconvenient, but you get to go to work. Still. It's not real. Like you're not. Well, it's uh, not like you're in quarantine. It's the same thing. But um, no, I'm, I'm half kidding. But like it's, you know, I, I, I was on house arrest. I could I could I could I could go to work. But, you know, from the court standpoint, from the from the you know institution standpoint, my job was blogger. 
And you were able to go the concert to concert, and you with went the and saw. Ankle bracelet. And who did you go see with an ankle bracelet at I the Will s- Turn? I, yeah, uh, yeah. We talked we talk about. You this? just told us before we started recording. Oh, did we? Okay, got you. Yeah. Um, I, I saw Nine Inch Nails at the at the Will Turn, like their their last like their wave but goodbye you said you tour. You saw Guns N' Roses. I saw the Guns N' Roses at the Will Turn too, but I didn't have the ankle bracelet oh, on at the okay. time. We that would have been Nails with the ankle bracelet. Yeah, that was fine. But it was also at the Will. T- okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, I, I did see Guns N' Roses at the Will Turn, but it wasn't with the ankle bracelet. But I did see. Uh, Nine Inch Nails, like they're you know they they reunited, the but it was like their final. Yeah. It was the um the Wave Goodbye tour, I guess. Where, where like you know, uh, Navarro came out and uh, Garson and uh, Gary Newman was on stage and uh, Dillinger Escape Plan. It was a bunch opened. of guys with show. like weird haircuts. Yes, yes, <laughs> that was the theme of the night. But um, <laughs> it was a great show. It was an amazing show. Um, but I, I I'm friends with uh Steve Martin who is who manages them and runs the, the the management agency. And um, I actually got him to write a letter to give to the um, to your judge or something or to the, to the probation um, officer, yes, to the house arrest officer, whatever, what to say like, yeah, no, you know, he's coming, he's credentialed, like we're inviting him to the show, he's covering it. I got like a media pass oh or whatever. God. And as soon as I got to the will turn, they like, you know, they like put, like they wanted to show the everybody, you know, show the band and everything. Oh, this kid's here with an ankle bracelet, you know. <laughs> this is the kid. This is the How guy. How long did you have the ankle bracelet? Like three months. Oh my god, yeah. it's so. Funny. And so this is two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Okay. Wow. And then a year of probation, which, you know, who hasn't been on probation here? Exactly. Well, Robin. Right, yeah. But, um, you know, you you're just have to, much. yeah, it's nothing really, unless you're an idiot. Um, yeah, probation was fine. So, so what did you think of the album, though? That's, Good yeah. question. Um, <laughs> but you, he did not, this was not your first listen. So that stream, that upload on AIM, <laughs> was not the first time you heard Most tracks of the songs. from Chinese Democracy. Yeah, I had heard songs before. Do you remember yeah. the first Chinese Democracy song you ever heard? I don't know. I mean, oh my god, doesn't count. No, um, oh my god, doesn't um, count for I, anything. I don't remember. Honestly, don't remember. Okay. Um, but what do you think of it as an album? Like, I, so you know, I it's it's a it's a good example of a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, it it cooked way too fucking long. Like, mm-hmm. there are good songs in there. But there are good songs in there. It just it was this snowball that just rolled for so long, picking up a little bit of every era that it existed Everything. through. A little bit of, like, 90s Nine Inch Nails, a little mm-hmm. bit of, like, you know, Fat Boy Slim. I always joke that it's a Nine Inch Nails like, side was, project. Yeah, it was like, it was, yeah. it's, a, it's a little bit of every trend that happened yeah. between 1994 and 2008. So what, what Robin so and I have said is, he was trying to be timely and be of the times but it took so long exactly. that by the time it came out yes. it was outdated absolutely yeah and so we're gonna go over the timeline of chinese democracy okay. which uh i want you to add to this okay sure so in 1994 slash and duff are still in the band and there's rumors that they're even kind of recording some post spaghetti incident right, music right, at this right. time yeah i remember that um yeah. Wasn't there like a, a studio visit that like MTV Rolling Stone did? Like I don't know. I remember somebody went to like did an article that was like from inside the studio from and so yeah, like this, is their, this is their recording what was go- which yeah. was supposed to be the you and know those, Guns N' Roses doing Chinese democracy um and then Axel didn't like them and didn't think they were Guns N' Roses tracks and then Slash kind of quit yeah. and then took that to his uh, yeah Slash so that was in pick. 1996 so okay. in 1995. With no official slate statement, Slash leaves the band. Um, they start doing auditions for a new guitar player. And the thing that... So it was the first replacement was... Um, that was Fink. Oh, Fink. Okay. Yeah. So, I saw but, Fink with them like 2006. But, and and I, think, I think is good. But, yeah, you know, amazing. something I've mentioned in previous podcasts, 
Zach Wild was in the running right. for this okay. position yeah. in 1995. Yeah. And I stand by, if that happened, Guns N' Roses would have been on a pretty decent trajectory from there mm. on out. He would have been the perfect replacement for Slash yeah. to stay in the vein of Guns N' Roses. Absolutely. But of course, Axl Rose is a, is a fucking idiot. So with no official statement from Slash, uh, he leaves the band. Yeah. And he also that year releases the first album that Slash and the Snake Pit, which could include all those songs mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Axel scrapped. So, Snake um, record was good too. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Izzy had a good, who, who had, somebody else had a really good solo project. It was project. Izzy. It was Izzy. Yeah. Izzy, they all were working on solo. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so this, uh, Snake Pit is doing, uh, well. And, um, at this point, uh, Slash, this is 1996, Slash does an interview, a post-Guns N' Roses exit interview, debrief, with the New York Times, where he calls Axel a dictator. <laughs> Which uh, he is. Yeah, so, he is. Absolutely. So, so, it's he not, said that. So, between 1995 and 1997, there's really, like, no guitar player. There's really no band. It was like a, de- it's like a no man's well, land during one, this time. The one guy, did it come up in your, the Paul, um... His friend from right that was that was before Slash left yeah that was and before and that was Slash says that as one of the they main never reasons reported that he left. anything with that guy he really hated that guy yeah that didn't last long who was it with and a friend in, of Axel's yes, yes. it was uh, what's like his name? a child knows his name yeah we can't Paul remember something, something. so right. in 1997 mm-hmm. they officially Axel officially kind of like reforms Guns and Roses with Robin Fink as lead guitar, um, Tommy Stinson on bass. Um, the drummers, huh? No. Was Bumblefoot that was later? Bumblefoot was later after okay, Buckethead. Yeah, we and don't then, really know a lot and about then, Bumblefoot. Um, kind of a rotating cast of drummers. Like the, right, the drummers right. thing was always yeah, yeah. basically from after Appetite, a rotating yeah, cast. Yeah. His name is Paul and Huge. also Todd mm-hmm. Sullivan, uh, was who Sam was Maloney? the lead no, of the project no, no, no. of getting this the record out, is removed by Axel because he was criticizing it. But he was saying, you guys... We were working on for th- this so is nineteen ninety seven. He didn't have enough people saying no to him. This is ninety seven, like, yes, and, and this yes, guy yeah. and this guy's like, this is taking too long. So right, right. in nineteen ninety eight, they finally start recording, and it is Axel, Josh Fink, Tommy Stinson, Dizzy Reed, who is a full fledged member Josh at Freese this time. Or Robin Freese, Fink. Uh, Robin Fink was guitar, and Freeze did yeah. record a lot of yeah. the drums. And so I did knew, Brian. I knew Robin and, I knew and Josh so did Freese. Brian Mantia. Okay, but he, they brain, came, right? came yeah. brain, but he yeah. came on later. Freeze right. is the one that uh, recommended amazing. Buckethead. Yeah. Okay. Freeze is a, I talk about all Freeze the time. Is a funny he's dude. one of the best drummers Absolutely. out there, yeah. and, um, and he's a funny fucking guy. Yeah, he's, yeah. I have musician friends. I've heard people talk about Josh Freeze since I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so in uh, 1999, the first leaks start coming out, and of course, oh my god, comes out, which mm. is. Uh, was not well received. To a Schwarzenegger movie. Was End of it? days. End of days. It is not right. well received, but it's interesting because it is a Fink led. So Fink is from Nine Inch Nails. So yeah. it is an industrial song. So this is the first and time we're I mean, hearing Guns N' Roses has become an industrial band. Axel, at this yeah, I mean, point. Axel, Axel is one of those guys. That he's you know he's just he's just insecure enough to like want to be the other thing. Yeah. You know, yes. like he can't New just metal be Axel. And that's coming. He's, yeah. he hears Nine Inch Nails, Nails and loves. Huge. He's like, well, yep. I want to be that so now. I'm even to get the guy. Right. Exactly. Right. Pay enough money. Yeah. He literally he said and he wanted to do it. That was kind of my like for better or worse like my sort of friend group in LA is very like Nine Inch Nails and and the Queens of the Stone Age guys and like that and Deftones like that kind of world. And like that's why they're so such a specific world. Did it? it that. It's, it's just we're all friends, you know. And yeah. They're all live, you know, Queens around each Stone other. Age, yeah. Deftones. And and it's all and there's all you know. Uh, and so that was like where all those sort of people were drawing lines, like I was saying. But earlier. that was that but was like, very that was late '90s, scene, early aughts, right? and that's, that's, that's what I was hearing a lot. Yeah. You know, because Freeze was in Perfect Circle, and that's yep. the band that brought me out here, and so. 
I knew what Frieza done. Uh, Billy Howardell from Perfect Circle had tacked on on Chinese democracy. Um, you know, like I would run into these people and they'd, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, and it's, it's the Nine Inch Nails, Guns N' Roses bleed over yeah. that goes to this day is fascinating. Yeah, 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 They're yeah, almost yeah. like side projects think, of yeah, each I, other. I, I met Fink yeah. uh, when they were touring with Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Or touring, touring with Perfect Circle. Yeah, he's a great dude. He's, yeah. so... The first leak from Chinese Democracy was Catcher in the Rye. Okay. And this song was originally recorded with Brian May from Axel's favorite really? band. Did you not know this? Please. I didn't know it was recorded with Brian May. So, no, no, that's great. Brian May. I always forget this. When I, when I put the album on this morning, when Catcher in the Rye came out, what the fuck well, song is this? Well, the original recording of Catcher in the Rye was Brian May. Axel scrapped his solo. Wasn't good enough. The Brian May version of Catcher in the Rye did not make it on the album. I bet it's the best. I bet I'm it's, sure it's the only, like the best post spaghetti incident thing they've ever done. My favorite songs on uh, Chinese Democracy are the ones that were relative, uh, at least from my understanding, are relatively rel- relatively newer. Like my favorite song is probably "Sorry," and that was one of the ones that came later, right? Yeah. Well, it's just the ones that didn't cook so. The long. ones that did it, yes, mm, right. Yeah. That I mean, were written later great, on. But yeah, so because some know. of those songs were written in 1997, but then like right, came right, out right, in 2008. Right. Just, you get this like unwieldy. But uh, this is where Robin's going to come in because in the year 2000. Robin Fink has to leave to go on tour with Nine Inch Nails. Right. But they are still in the they're still in the studio recording. It's been yeah. five years. Robin Fink is not necessarily out of the band, but they need someone to come in and play lead guitar for mm-hmm. these sessions. And that's where Buckethead they came bring in. in a big old Buckethead in the year two thousand, and that's when the, the the trajectory and sound of Chinese democracy. Changed. I'm trying to remember when I first encountered yeah, Buckethead. Tell us, it was tell us about that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I know very little about Buckethead. Yeah. I mean, I mean everybody really, does, I guess. That's no, his everyone thing. does and doesn't because no like, one, yeah. I, I, I just, as a fan, I'm trying to remember when I first encountered Buckethead. Yeah. And I, I guess it would have been around then. You know, well, yeah. 2001 is when gigs started to happen All with I know Buckethead. Is Buckethead has a really good uh, signature. Bar- I, I play baritone guitars, and Buckethead has one of like the. Oh, we don't know much about his instruments. We know he's really I mean, do you remember? Um, he like could like wrap his fingers around the whole neck of the guitar. Kind of. I mean, That's why he, so good? He did some gigs. Uh, so he did the Rock and Rio but, Vegas. Um, those are the Rock early. And Rio was those big, the early yeah. gigs you, with, with uh, Buckethead. Do you remember when they performed at the VMAs? So that was two thousand two. Yes. So yes, I remember that. In two thousand one, yeah. the first live gig started happening with these lineups. Robin Fink uh, has now come back and stayed on. So you uh, have Robin Fink in on rhythm. I saw him with also, Fink in two thousand six. But also, also doing was, some lead guitar and uh, Buckethead. You have uh, Vegas, the first debut of Buckethead, Rock and Rio, um, and then a tour is planned. Uh huh. And it's obviously eventually canceled in 2002. I have the start. I read. Oh, I read the reason um, it was canceled too is because Buckethead was sick. What's it was because he was sick. Yes, which he was, was sick. the that tour? Is right. I'm, this I totally forgot until just now. What was the tour that, that he kept? The, the, he kept canceling shows and there were riots at the shows. It was. Um, oh, all, it was. Louisiana, it was. Um, He's Vancouver, Canada. So the, there, it was Vancouver, Canada. Okay. And well, it was, was. It was after the 2002 VMAs. Okay. So it must uh, around that. So I was still living. That in, was another I was living tour. in Philly until I moved out here in 2003. I was living in Philadelphia before that and i saw i went to see guns i wouldn't say i saw them i went to see guns and roses and i think it was the spectrum in philly and i was like sitting on the floor like down near the stage whatever and he was like running like three hours late and everybody was starting to get fucking antsy and rumors started spreading around the floor that he was still in new york uh because he went to a fucking basketball game and the team lost and so he was like butthurt and he and he he wouldn't want to leave his hotel room it could have been bullshit i don't know actually it could have been completely true because that's something you would do yeah who knows but i mean that's that's really for you a rumor can you know get you killed uh and a riot broke out and i remember like they smashed there's so many guns and roses riots the soundboard a chair flew over my head hit the soundboard (laughs) uh 
uh, mayhem broke out. People just started fighting, breaking shit everywhere. And that was a thing. He would cancel stuff like yeah. hours before shows. Oh, like or fans like two already, hours into or yes, people were already time, in the venues. The show. Absolutely, people were already in the venues. I went in the parking lot, and people were like setting cars on fire. Like it was fucking so insane. Crazy. Yeah, so that was 2002. So they yeah. do the VMAs, and this is the big debut of the new. This is the public debut. We have mm. a whole episode about it. Okay. Um, so you got um, Axl Rose. You have on stage Stinson, Fink. Yeah. And Buckethead, this yeah. is like where Buckethead is brought like kind of to the mainstream yeah. because he's been a known, you know, technical uh, guitar player for years and like a weird, weird, like incel fan base. But um, <laughs> this is where he's like his MTV debut. It's a pretty big deal for a guy as Buckethead who's been right, pretty yeah. successful, like, yeah, you know, yeah. in his own right up until then. Um, they, they have a tour planned and the first show is in Vancouver, Canada. It is canceled the day of there is a riot and the entire rest of the tour is just canceled as it goes. Yes, yeah. So like that each show that. gets yeah, canceled yeah, right. as it goes. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so again, Chinese Democracy is still six years from being released at this yeah. point. Yeah. In 2003, this is when Axel starts to get really huffy. Mm-hmm. Velvet Revolver comes out with their first album. Oh, was it was, okay. And, yeah. right. and again, much like Slash's Snake Pit, you have a glimpse into seeing what Guns N' Roses could have been had they not split up. Because mm-hmm. it, it's Matt Sorum, Duff, Slash, Scott Weiland, rest in peace. And then, strangely, yeah. they did want Izzy for Velvet Revolver, but he Izzy's didn't. Izzy's the key. Izzy rules all. I don't, Izzy, we yeah, love he's him. Best. We love yeah, him so I, much. You know, any Guns Reunion... I, I never he's cared come about out and Slash. played some shows. Uh, I, but Izzy is, it, it, but Izzy is in. I'm in. Also, another thing about Izzy, he comes out just because he wants to rock the, and the roll. The distinctive yeah. sound, especially of Appetite, mm-hmm. that's not Slash. Izzy oh, yeah, created the sound of Guns N' Roses. Absolutely. And yeah. so, also in 2000, I mean, that, uh, you know, Slash, it's Slash, easy to pick on Axel, uh, but uh, you know, Axel's an amazing rhythm, songwriter. But yeah, Izzy, Axel is a phenomenal yeah, songwriter. But I'm talking about the guitar line, adds the edge or takes the edge off. I feel like Izzy's a necessary element. Yeah, Izzy writes a lot of those songs. Yeah. Um, so one of my favorite little factoids here is also 2003 because Chinese Democracy has a name. We know what it's called. We're oh, waiting yeah, for yeah. this record called Chinese Democracy. The Offspring yeah, released a new album. I was going to say the Offspring story. Chinese Democracy. No, so that's funny. my understanding. Yes, in 2003, the Offspring released Chinese shit about Demo the Offspring, Crazy. My, the offspring. my understanding of that story is Offspring said we're releasing our album Chinese Democracy and they had to change it to oh, Chinese Democracy. That's you, hilarious. I, I think t- Chinese Democracy is like very cool. But it was like, yeah, it's but very, and you know, it's Axel sued them. Axel sued them. For Offspring. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's super funny. So, God, it's good for that, but so, it's such a, you know that guy makes hot sauce now, the Offspring guy? Oh, God. It's pretty good. Uh, what's his name? A, Dexter? Dexter Holland. Oh, Jesus. So in 2004, another tour is planned and scrapped and Buckethead is like I'm out of here. Buckethead bails. Um, this is when Bumblefoot comes into okay. play. Um, well, still recording. Bumblefoot still recording. Fink. Robin Fink sticks around. Right. Bumblefoot and Fink for a while. Yeah. Right. So in That's 2005, I- the big New York Times article comes out documenting Chinese democracy up until then. So this is the first time the public is really getting an idea of how insane the past eight years of recording Chinese right. democracy have been. What about- and this is where the um, $13 million price tag. So by 2005, right. it had already been said 13, 13 million, I mean, yeah. has been wasted, but the Guns N' Roses camp absolutely refutes that. I, I have right. so, so some, a couple of things. Um, the, so at this point, Buckethead is gone, but he's on almost all of the tracks. So He's all the tracks are like four, uh, 12 or 14-ish at that yeah. point. And he has his solos and whatnot. And I was even looking at the credits of, um, he even like composed at least three. Yes. Um, and so 
That's 2004. It's, we have the whole album is like complete right. so, essentially. So the thing right. is, is I mentioned this to one of you, I thought it was you, but maybe it was you. There was layering happening. Yeah. So you would have one song with a Buckethead solo and then you would hear a Fink solo and uh-huh. then you would hear a Bumblefoot solo right. and you could almost tell who's doing what yeah. solo. So one song is being yeah, recorded. Problem. So yeah, Buckethead's on all the tracks, but so is Fink and Bumblefoot's on all of them too. Right. They're all on all of them. It is why the album is so messy. Right. Uh, exactly. 2006, another tour, but it's canceled because Axel needs more time to work on the album. We are now 10 years. I, see, I remember that. And that's, 10 years in. And that's when I get, when I started getting like sort of impatient, uh, yeah. you know, journalistically, because uh-huh. there were release dates that came and went. There was that. There was like, okay, we're going to cancel this tour, but it's because we're putting the album out. And then it never came out. So it's like, why did we fucking cancel this tour then? It's just yeah. like, what the fuck? So yeah. in 2007, a release date, March 6, right. 2007, Remember it is that? announced. This is the first time any kind of release right. date has been released. And, and as far obviously, as I March 6, 2007 came and went, and the album did I not come out. The album was done. Oh, I did. Well, it had to have been done. It yes. was done. And so, just, so the reason it didn't come out for a year and a half is just for no reason. Yeah, they didn't know how to release it. That was just, well, that was the story I got. Um, you know, I, I definitely looked into how I got a copy of it, but I didn't, I couldn't really do research into like exactly what happened, why it didn't come out. But as far as I understand, grain of salt, please. But what I heard was that it was done and they just didn't fucking know how to release it. Right. Because like like we said, it was the end of uh, physical media. I think think they knew that if they put it out, you know, March, 2007, it would have just flopped and it would have ended everybody's careers, if not the label itself. Yeah. So they, so I had a, didn't at one point the label stopped paying for it and then they like kind of bought yes. it back? Yes, But they then did. also that was, in, uh, that was in 2005. Yeah. So in 2008, this is when it starts to ramp up to the point where it's gonna, it has to either get released now or never ever exactly. see the light of day. Right, right. It wouldn't have seen the light of day without Kevin's leak, but there was also the Dr. Yeah, Pepper do you know the Dr. Pepper by somebody. So, right, but you yes, were the leaker. Exactly, right. Robin, yes. what's the Dr. Pepper story? Yeah, do you know oh, about the Dr. That. Pepper yeah, yeah, story? Yeah, where it was, uh, what, was the, what was the deal that everybody gets a can of Dr. Pepper, so, except for Slash? Except for Slash and Buckethead. Oh, it's so oh, good. Slash and Buckethead. Like, why are they picking up Buckethead? I just so, picture like, that, like Slash going, like, why the fuck do I want Dr. Pepper? Or Slash. So I re looked right back into it. So it's so funny. The Dr. Pepper thing. So they said, everybody gets a can of Dr. Pepper if Axel releases the album in 2008. So that was the year of 2008. Dr. Pepper themselves. And then it's just some great, like, and then publicist or marketing guy for Dr. Pepper. Kevin leaks and it. And then no one gets a Dr. Pepper. No, no, do you know what happened? I do remember no. making some kind of comment about that at some so, point. Like, where's my fucking Dr. Pepper? So <laughs> the Dr. Pepper, they have this online thing where you could go and redeem it. So <laughs> people did get their Dr. Peppers. Interesting. Oh, really? But their online thing like broke down in the redeeming thing. And guess what? Axel sued Dr. Pepper. God damn it. For what? Yeah. Oh, for, for, for like, like a, a false, um, like, because uh, they didn't give people letting letting his Peppers. fans get. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It's it's suddenly, suddenly, he's looking out for Suddenly Axel Rose is looking out for the fans. So the Dr. So Pepper fiasco happens. The Best Buy exclusive contract is finalized. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, pretty annoying for the it fans. It's pretty annoying. At the end of the, um, like at the end of the day, it happened very, very fast. For it to, 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 to have no concrete plans coming out as of June, to be out in November on shelves. Yep. Like, it's funny that Chinese Democracy of All Albums has like the fastest release. Like once it, once it was once, ready, it once, was out. Yeah, exactly. And on November 23rd, 2008, Chinese Democracy was released in Best Buys. <laughs> and I went and bought a couple copies. <laughs> they never and made a video for it. They never made a video. They never toured off it. The biggest single off of it was Better. 
Yeah. Um, which performed okay on the rock charts. Um, Robin, oh, you what, know what? what was the ranking of the album? Oh, it, it peaked at three. And what were the two albums ahead of it? Uh, oh. Do you, yes. so this is 2008. Number two was Taylor Swift. Uh, one of her albums. Yeah, she, has like, she has like 20, you can't like 20 albums. That's, that's probably a pretty early album for yeah, her. 2008. Like pop, pop yeah, Taylor she's probably Swift. pretty young. You know, it's funny point. what you said. The other guy named his kid Axel. My, my kid's named after Taylor Swift. So that's actually kind of Really? Oh, I'm sorry. I just talked so much shit about that's her. That's so funny. Is her okay. name Swift? Uh, Brittany Taylor. Oh, okay. Cute. Brittany Spears Taylor. So, anyway. oh, and then, and then yeah. the number one album when, um, Chinese democracy peaked was 808s and heartbreaks. Oh, that's right. Is, and Axel Rosie made a statement saying that he respected, like that it, was okay I, I mean, with those Axel. Are two better albums. Better Sorry. album. 808s yeah. and heartbreaks is one of the best albums, yeah. and I, it's kind of perfect. Uh, I mean, and it, also a know, different honestly, process. 808s and heartbreaks is almost the anti the Chinese democracy yeah. in the sense that it didn't cook. Like if anything, it didn't cook long enough, and that made it so much that's more. That's for sure. Yeah, vital, a little raw. You know? yeah. yeah, it's and that's super the thing. raw. It's like, and this is not to get into like plugging my band or whatever, just as a musician, my driving sort of ethos is like, there's a certain perfect time to record a song. And it is, it is exactly when you still might fuck it up. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, our process with with my band, we record everything live. What we do is like, we'll, we'll finish writing a song. We'll play it a couple times together as a band. We'll play it live once, maybe twice, and then record it. Cause after that, you lose that. Once you get like, comfortable with the song it loses that something what's that when you tool around with any art piece too much it sort of exactly. like loses less its rod it's like it's, it's more like yes when you, i feel like I've the, seen, i feel um, like the process that you put into re- capturing something comes out in the finished piece if you mm-hmm. record it in a hurry it feels energetic it feels vital it, you know if, if you might fuck it up it's exciting to listen to you know whereas if you're just kind of like if you're dialing it in even if you're playing it perfectly it's like why like tool records kind of bore me it's just this like they're so fucking you know swiss watch perfect clockwork rehearsed, i mean an overproduced album no is, risk of messing yeah. up anywhere in there basically all of the uh self-help advice that rick rubin gives every day on his instagram you guys <laughs> so, so we know we kind of have we kind of have the basic so, right. so we have the 14 year long right, timeline right, yeah. of chinese democracy yeah. um Obviously, the ins and outs of those 14 years, there's so much more to it um, from, uh, you know, we've already mentioned all the lead guitarists that came in, dozens of, of engineers. Were, I think it was recorded in, I want to say, eight different studios, like $15 million. I'd be surprised if it was only eight. Uh, okay. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, yeah, right? I guess over that many years. Yeah. Yeah, everywhere. Like, it's just, they recorded Jesus, every studio you know, in Los Angeles. Drummer would record his shit in his yeah, house and send right. it over, email it in, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But I mean, um, it, it's just... It's the most fascinating development of an album, you know, ever. It's because of that, you know, it's the quality of the album has taken just a complete backseat to the story behind it. it, it it's you, it's, it's one of the honestly. most, it's it really one of the most famous independent albums ever, but not for the right reasons. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, well, it's, it's, you it's, know, it's still, it's still 13 years later, a punchline. You know, I feel like there's something to be said you know, somebody more clever than me could like say something about like this whole idea of like Chinese democracy being like the skewering of like dictatorships. Like, no, it's Axel not. is the ultimate fucking dictator. Yes. Oh, well, I mean, I he, this he is a funny parallel. He, like, is. He, is he is. He is. Doing, he is trying to make a statement. Sure. Especially right. with this, like obviously the song, but like it just it comes across as extremely disingenuous. Right. He is a history buff. Like I get that. In his own mind, in I'm his sure own he mind, is. yeah. Yes, yes, like yes. Uh, we've ever seen. Uh, Robin found these weird YouTube videos of this like German tourist 
in his house. Like got invited back in Axel's house to the yeah. house, and she's she's like almost is like Axel's letting her do it, but she's like filming being in his house, and he has like really weird like historical artifacts, like like forks that cannibals used framed on his wall. Okay, yeah, it's just like. He also films like his toilet, which I found interesting. Um, I'm sure Beta keeps it really clean. Tells a lot about somebody. Yeah, uh, I stole you know, a bidet over just... the pandemic. Chase my life. <laughs> well, I don't think I had a bidet. Oh, I recommend it. Uh, me some getting used to. I've been to Japan. Some of the mm. things that I find really interesting about Chinese democracy, I didn't really listen. I haven't listened to it <laughs> twice, maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm less of a. I came into this podcast not really um, having a lot of experience with Guns N' Roses, super neutral. Now, now I, I love them and I love appetite for destruction. It's like my favorite thing converted ever. Converted her or what happened to her? Mm-hmm. Converted her or what happened to her? I mean, she still hasn't listened to User Illusion. I haven't. <gasps> I, and I can't <gasps> tell her enough how phenomenal that <gasps> they are, but she won't listen to them. I'm more oh. of like, I'm the hip hop I don't know like why that. you can't just take two hours of your life after spending nine months on this podcast and sit down and listen to User that, Illusion. It's, not that I'm like a... Just not doing it. I did expect to have like the the sort of uh, you know what's what's the best song? What's your favorite song? Sort of like of Chinese well, democracy. Well, no, no we, 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 we will kind of wrap this up with so, talking to you about the November rain okay, stuff. Cool. But one I do want to hear like your thoughts on them as just a fan sure, outside of the course, course. the leaker stuff. So one of the things that we talk about with Chinese democracy, a we talk about guns and so the weirdest thing about this period of Guns and Roses is is do you know how he like bought the rights. He signed over the rights of the name. So Axel owns the name oh, Guns N' yeah, Roses. No, this was actually way, way before I sort of encountered, like this thing we're talking about yeah. was way later. One of my favorite sort of stories is that. It's, it's yeah. how they, what it was the tour, and correct me if I'm wrong in any of the details here because I, I think I heard it, you know, in record stores when I was 15 before the internet. But like, uh, the story, as I understand it, is they were they had signed on to a, a tour with I think Faith No More and Metallica. Mm. And that, it was like, Faith No More is what I've been trying to come up yeah. with the whole time. Oh, that was them. the third yeah. band on the tour. Oh, okay, right. I love them tour. And they were love like they were on the brink of like going big, you know, like they're like. But like, what like, year was this? Oh, I don't know, eighty nine or ninety or yeah, so, so eighty nine or so. Uh, but they were on the brink of becoming the biggest band in the world, and they all knew that. And Ashley came in with a fucking contract that said like, "Hey, sign your name right here." And the band is mine, or else this tour doesn't happen. And none happened, none yes. of you get fucking famous. And they all were like, "Well, fuck." I've even heard stories though that he gangster um, shit. You know, he had a, the thing is, say what you want. The guy's a genius, but he's a mad genius. Yeah, I mean, we and tend to ascribe genius to ruthless shit like that, but I think it just. I think anybody it's just would have thought to do that. Yeah, it's diabolical. Yeah. That takes a certain level it's of like intelligence. It's just like, he has the balls to okay, just, fair just like not give a shit about anybody. Okay. Not to get, yeah, not to get political, but like you know, I think I think Axel's genius is just the fact that he just doesn't care what anybody else has any, to say. You or know what I mean? Anyone's feelings or you opinions. Know, okay. Well, then he genius, cares so much at the same time too. He like too much. doesn't care yeah. and then de- yeah, cares yeah, yeah, so yeah. much. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we kind of the band at this point is Guns and Roses by name, so we just call it like. But we not call really it DBA, anything. We DBA, call it DBA, Guns N' Roses, or anything. DBA, anything post yeah. slash is DBA, Guns, Guns N' Roses, Roses LLC, opinion. or whatever. Yeah, I mean, the I, LLC no, is good too. I, I'm not one to give slash too much credit. You, I've, I've heard that. I've noticed that about you. It's, you know, I give, <laughs> I give slash, I give slash credit mostly because I'm just wildly cool, attracted cool. to him. That's weird. He pisses himself. But okay. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell me more about this pissing himself thing? No, it's just like a, you know, he's just like, like as drunk he, as Bradley he, Cooper. He's sober now. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's a running joke. It's a uh, very LA Hollywood now, like gossiping. But like, it's this running slash joke. Every, I tell everybody had a story about slash passing out in their bed and pissing it. Yeah, totally. Like it was just like a thing. Uh, well, I yeah. also heard he's like really short. 
I mean, you, you don't just hear that. You can look up his height. He's five seven. That's pretty short. Um, I mean, you know, below average. So, so Chinese democracy being Guns and Roses just by name, and it in sure. some ways it's the Axl Rose solo it's album, Axl Rose obviously. And company. Or, I mean, or, but Tara said something the other day that was really interesting. If you listen to it as a Buckethead album with Axl Rose's vocals, it's actually. Interesting. If you reframe the listening of Chinese Democracy as a guns and as a buckethead record, backflips to like this record. You're like, I like it. If you imagine it's a well, the thing is, we are just delving into Buckethead's music. If you imagine there are Lost Spanish Nails demos with Axl Rose singing. Then well, yeah, and the bucket, the bucket bots is what they're 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 not called buckethead heads, as we found out. Bucket. Bucket, bucket, they're called bucket, bucket heads. Is right there. Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> the bucket, bucket bots. We never thought of bucket heads. We just thought of bucket head heads. I like bucket head heads, like a bucket head head. But, but um, it's bucket bots. Bucket was, was bucket head and chicken foot. No, that but, was Hagar and I don't but, know. But, but well, that'd be funny uh, but though, right? What's strange about bucket head? Because you know, bucket heads obsessed with chickens. Oh, I realize this. And yes. The guy that replaces Bucklehead, bu- Buckethead Bucklehead is Bumblefoot. Yeah, Bumblefoot. And Bumblefoot is a chicken foot disease. Oh. That is the if you look up what a bumblefoot is, it is a Happens. disease that chickens get on their feet. So both these guys are chicken guys. Very weird. It is very weird. Prerequisite for joining the band. How, what are your thoughts chicken on thing? chickens? Chicken farming. So um, the, so the bucket bots love Chinese democracy. They love ch- the bucket bots, and the thing is, the bucket bots—they're musicians. They yeah. know music. But I, I they, like when people but like they really look at it as a buckethead album. That's well, good. That's good for yeah. Good. And they say for sure, Shackler's Revenge is the best track that's, on it because it has this jam. wild buckethead. Right. Yeah, yes. Shackler's Revenge. This wild so, buckethead solo. One yeah. of the weird things that I kind of just was thinking about or found in this uh, my recent research is at this time with Chinese Democracy, there's this weird guitar hero uh, crossover. Right. They released a song. Was it Chinese Revenge? Was in Guitar Hero? Yeah, before the album came out. Yeah, Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. I don't think I knew that. And then Buckethead wrote a song originally for Guitar Hero. And then also. There's a lot of. Jordan. Guns N' Roses were heavily featured on Guitar Hero, Mm -hmm. which is a very weird, like, era. You know what? You know, you're a a music guy. Yes, Snake Bits on Guitar Hero 3. So what I've always. I was huge into Guitar Hero. Yeah, oh, I, still, I, I got a PS2 the and, as, and the, the old school as shit as in my house. someone who could not play an play. instrument, I, play. I'm a big uh, Guitar Hero fan. And I was always impressed by the music they got right. They have big, big songs. Guitar Hero songs. is harder than playing the real songs on guitar. But how are they getting, <laughs> how do these these games get like the rice of some of these songs? It was, I mean, that wasn't a cheap production. It was huge. Well, I'm not, so these One two. One of the stories I covered was Courtney Love flipping out. Oh, that uh, wench. <laughs> um, where it was, what happened there? It was like uh, she approved it and then went back on the deal or whatever. Went so was Nirvana on there at all? You can play as Kurt Cobain in one of the but, games. Oh, okay. And there's right, a Nirvana songs. Yeah, but she, can, oh, okay. Uh, they got the rights, um, generally speaking, to answer your question, I mean, you know, they, they got the rights, basically any means necessary. And a lot of times people that signed the rights over didn't really understand what they were signing, you know, because it was yeah. like early, early days. It was like a new idea. Mm-hmm. Such was, a good idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it really got Japanese songs to different audiences and stuff like that. Absolutely. But yeah. I learned some And songs. There, was all, there was like always this like weird stuff on there, like Dragon Force. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. There. It was like... I, I think good. I think Dragon Force I, sucks I, I, and power metal <laughs> is weird. But um, my mom's the hugest power metal fan. Your mom's a power. Does she uh, love like absolutely. Halloween and Dragon Force? Oh, is Halloween her flew, favorite band? She, up there, she flew oh. out uh, and we saw Halloween at the Palladium. I actually don't mind she Halloween. She flew out from Florida and we went and saw Halloween okay. to see Halloween. So t- uh, uh, your loves, mom sounds pretty she cool. She loves Epica. Oh man, my you know that's a whole other that's a that's a part I've never talked about in interviews. But my mom 
in this in the in the Chinese democracy league story was such a fucking wild card uh-huh. because uh, <laughs> she it. she was so proud of me for being in the news Aww. didn't understand that it was for a criminal fucking <laughs> you know uh, investigation <laughs> and was telling everybody everything she was telling everybody at work like oh my son is blah 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 and uh, at the time everybody was like digging up like there were literally this is so stupid and crazy but there were literally reporters in my bushes trying to get dirt. Like that for, you know, for, like I was from like, your mother? No, no, no. Like at the time it was new, you know, it was, it was significant enough news for a, a couple of months. Like that was my 15 minutes of fame. Right. And there were reporters in my bushes. There were reporters showing up at the courthouse to try and like get a, a fucking, you know, juicy quote out of me or get me riled up or get some dirt or whatever. And all I needed was somebody contacting my mom and <laughs> have my mom go, oh, he's been a hacker his whole life. And oh, like, Jesus. Oh, 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 I'm so proud of him. And he's he hacked into this one when he was nine and never got caught. You know, and like my mom would have blown my spot uh-huh. up completely. And I, I kept telling her, just like, do not Don't talk fuck to anybody. It. And she just she couldn't. I, we, we, we used to fight about it because she would just tell everybody, like, wow. it's nothing. Because she's worse than me. She's like, it's nothing. I'm like, mom, you don't, it's a federal Yeah, at this point, mom. it is something. Yeah, anyway, so my mom's a huge power model. That's fan. crazy. I guess that's. Epica that's is her jam. She's going to love that I'm talking about her on the podcast. Aww. She's, so, she's oh. such a narcissist. She's going to love this. I love it. Um, but yeah, Epica. Um, is that Queens Rike considered? Like, I like Queens Rike more than my mom. Okay. I mean, I don't like know. Like, like, power metal is like not yeah, my like, favorite uh, genre of all metal. That she, she loves. Um, yeah, Epica. No. Like um, nuclear blast shit, and I had, to, I had to find her some obscure nuclear blast album Ugh, the other day. That's your mom sounds cool. Yeah, you know, yeah. aside yeah, from taste, the maybe. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, power metal. Uh, what was I saying? Why power metal? Uh, you guys were we're talking about no, Guitar Hero. I, think, I, I, I was just I, saying it was interesting that yes, bands like that were featured the on smart it. Smart bands, I think, signed on to Guitar Hero because they saw what happened to every band that was on the Tony Hawk soundtrack. Yeah, I love the Tony oh, Hawk soundtrack. So interesting the Tony to Hawk bring soundtrack, up. Like. It shaped a generation. Yeah, of music people that like. It's so funny. I discovered oh my, my favorite band, like thirty-five-year-old. I discovered like, my favorite people, band you know on Tony Hawk. Punk kids don't know about the Dead Kennedys except for they were in Guitar Hero. I mean, Tony Hawk totally. Pro Skater. Like that's insane to me. It is. But that's that's a generation, man. Like you <laughs> I'm know, pulling up the soundtrack list. No, oh, it's amazing. Um, that yeah, religion. So I mean, all these bands that were like they 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 had they were big in the underground, Kennedys, and they yeah. were kind of like waning popularity-wise, and then they show up. Probably just as a luck, like, yeah, fuck it, we'll be in a game. We need the money. And that game becomes the biggest game in the fucking world. And all these bands so blow the fuck up. So I think a lot of people that were, a lot of the savvy bands were just like, yeah, I saw what happened to fucking, you know, Bad Religion. So I'll sign on to this video mm-hmm. game, whatever it is. That's so, it. I mean, that's a I skate, was pretty good at, uh, in general. Tony like, too, that was yeah. where, like, oh, yeah, people yeah. discovered music. Which, yeah, like, back absolutely. in the day when guys, you know, would just sit around and watch, well, they still do. Mm-hmm skate videos on YouTube but you would actually have to watch a skate video within a DVD and they would be like the music oh, would be absolutely. curated absolutely and that's how yeah. you discover stuff no, skate yeah. videos is, is, a, is was one of that generation's like innovations mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. everybody yeah. romanticizes like oh the punk era of the 70s and this mm-hmm. you know in and, a lot of ways and, skate and videos kept and, punk and alive for like but it was yeah, kind like, of when, when it was like the, the nail in the coffin exactly. for the punk scene was coming skate videos came and saved uh, it yeah like the, like the thing that I think we're only starting to appreciate is how much skate videos became like the defining sort of cultural impact of the 90s and oh, the, you know, good, the good 90s yeah right well it's easy to go back and go like oh limp is get disturbed well and, yeah no it's absolutely you know, totally subjective god but, smack um, and shit but like but then there was this whole other side no, of, user like, illusion i mean like right. some of the greatest oh, records right. of yeah, all that's, time that's were, 90s, yeah. were released in the you 90s was it was one illusion. of the, i mean like i'm not even that much of a guns and roses fan you know and I, user call, illusion, call, call it the trauma they are yeah fair user enough is great, yeah. Well, i've listened to enough of it but yeah. just not top to bottom so what is your favorite guns and roses song uh my favorite 
Uh, or like your video not, included. No, I, these yeah. are. I know. I know the answers. I'm just building up to it. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, estranged. Oh That's my shit! Yeah. That's my two. Now video if, and song. Yes, exactly. Right. Um, the best one is Rocket Queen. Yeah, Rocket Queen is the best you, song. The best yeah. song is Rocket Queen, but my favorite, well, my favorite song is, is Estranged. Estranged. Right, right. Estranged and, is the and jam. And only true heads know Estranged. And I, I, Robin hates Estranged. And when I go How on my GNR you? forums, and like it is kind of unanimously pe- th- like the, the slash playing in the fucking the, ocean. The, and I mean, the, 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 the people, Guns N' Roses fans, the the big, big, big ones. Estranged is top three for almost everybody. Oh, really? It's a really the, just like the the super fans. So the snobs will approve of that answer. Okay. Well, yeah, the, the, the Estranged uh, is. It's, but to more casual oh, listeners or people that don't love Guns N' Roses a, a lot, it's insane. It's nine minutes it's of crazy. Right, right. But, uh, and it's a ballad, but right. it's, it's I, like I mean, the November slap- Rain's tougher older brother. Oh, that's it's a like, great yeah. way to put yeah. it. November Rain. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I mean, Estrange means a lot to me for a lot of, re- like a lot of reasons. November uh, Rain and like Don't Cry would just play so, I like Don't Cry. I love Don't Cry. We play on MTV over and over and over I, and over I have an Estrange tattoo. Really? Yeah, it's right here. That's from oh, the she's end of Estranged. Everybody, no. no, it's right here. It's from Estranged. It's from the video. Oh, the right the the end okay, Axel. Right. And it says love Axel. Yeah, and then right. there's a dolphin wearing a flannel. Oh my god, yes. God, it's the best. Yeah. Uh, Estranged is like I, the video and kind Beautiful of the song too is like is literally jumping the shark and all of those things. Literally, because there's dolphins in it. Yes, yeah. but Axel considers Axel considers it his opus. It was, it was a trilogy, a, right? It was Don't it, Cry, November Rain, and Estranged. Right, right, Correct. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's such a like sign of the end of the video era. And like that is mm-hmm. it's so symbolic too of then even why like grunge came and yeah, it's yeah. such a, like uh, everything is such a rejection yeah, it was of like, that yes that absolutely like the scream video like Michael more, Jackson was doing like the yeah. remember scream, the time uh-huh, yeah, and, totally. remember remember the time. And, yeah and you know, so and that's uh, what the, our next guest which we're recording with in a couple weeks we're doing three parts with him three episodes over three weeks wow. is the guy that directed November Rain wow. Estranged and Don't Cry yeah. Yeah. so uh, stay tuned listeners if you've made it this far into this episode yeah. um, coming up in two weeks that's amazing two weeks weeks we have andy morahan um doing the without you trilogy uh, over three weeks with us and it is it was an easier get than we thought um because the, the two <laughs> biggest, the, the two biggest gets you know to us would be axel rose and andy morahan <laughs> and we easily like once we reached out to morahan it was pretty easy yeah, and i don't know if you axel. like looked at anything that we've done but we actually managed to beat axel rose back in october so we've really like we started really strong that. unless you've already covered it i want to have covered that. it but we'll tell you about it off but okay, she, yeah yeah, so. yeah we've covered that, it but i'll tell yeah. you it has to do with estranged oh okay <laughs> uh but you said you've met how many members of the band have you met uh, I mean, I, I, I hung out with Duff for a day doing a session with uh, Walking Papers. Um, I, you know, like I said, have I, you I, had any Axel encounters? Not like just face to face in live. person. Just seeing him live, being real close to him. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've, I, I've toured with Perfect Circle. I know Josh Freeze, Billy Howard. I worked on the record from Perfect Circle. Um, I. I have friends that I want to say worked on the record, but I'm not even sure if they did. Uh, I mean, like Sean one, Bevan mixed one all my in a thousand records. people in Los Angeles worked on exactly. Chinese democracy. And I think, I think Sean Bevan did some mixing. Um, he's a good friend of mine. Um, uh, who else? I, I, did Roy from Queens of the Stone Age work on it too, maybe? I mean, he's just friends with Andy Walsh. I don't know. I, I, mean, I know him. Yeah, uh, I've hung um, out with a couple of those guys. Uh, I, I don't, think, up, I don't really. think Troy worked on Chinese democracy. Okay, yeah. yeah no. Um, so... You know, yeah, I guess just stuff, but I don't know. 
But Duff's, I mean, that, Duff cool. and Izzy. That's, a, oh, that's yeah, the no, two Duff, coolest Duff's guys. Cool no. Duff and Izzy. Duff is amazing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah just, Duff is really. God, I love those guys. It's kind, of, kind of basic, though. I like that he's like. That's what I like about. Oh, that's I what I like about. So. No, Duff, or, Duff, or, Duff is really like smart. A, or, well, I mean, well, he's, he's just a normal guy. He seems like approachable. Yeah. But he's really really smart. Oh, yeah. He's a really good writer. But rich on Starbucks stock. It's so funny. Yeah, just living his best life in Seattle. He's like the smart one in the band. It's hilarious. Yeah. And Izzy, the least is known about Izzy's current life because he's not very active. Active I, you know, on social media. Do you know anything about Izzy? No, and that's what I love. I like I, Izzy is my favorite kind of like whenever there's, you know, there's there's in a group in like a movement. There's always that one dude who's just like too fucking cool. Is the it, coolest of all and of I it. Love yeah. That. I love okay, that. I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Uh, this is controversial. Oh, who, do you think, who do you think is a better drummer, Adler or Sorum? Who do you prefer? I mean, better drummer Sorum. Sorum is so good. Yeah, no, but, I, I, I love people, Adler. Like he's people, such a fucking people. You can't Sorum not for love the Steven sake Adler. of Sorum, like for the sake of him being Sorum, his drumming on User Illusion is like. Yeah, top tier. Absolutely. No one says that Adler is like a good drummer. No one I mean, no, but, no but, one in the but, band says that. Just but, like, you but, know, but people in general are pretty hard on even, Sora. I don't even think Slash is a good guitarist, yeah. really, but he's Slash. But it's, it's the same the, thing with Adler. It's, it's, the, it's charming. You know, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. So but, energy, you know, it's a vibe. I, I, keep, I feel like 20 times in this conversation, I've almost made the connection to like Billy Corgan because he kind of mm-hmm. had the same sort of trajectory where it was just like, you know, he put a charming band together that everybody fell in love with, but he was always sort of the mastermind of it. They he were was interchangeable. Him. Right. And he had this sort of like megalomaniacal sort of dictatorship falling out where he lost the whole band. And it was like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? And he fared better. But I mean, like, you know, everybody that was like clamoring for a Smashing Pumpkins reunion. It's not it's not like. You know, it's not like, you know, Darcy was a good bass player. Yeah. It's just the, the cute no, shit. It worked. You know, James E. It's yeah. nostalgia. It, yeah. But uh, Smashing Pumpkins was going to open for Gun- yeah, you know, we tickets were gonna go for the DC show. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think we, we probably need to start wrapping up. Is there anything? Oh, yeah, sure. Robin, oh I just want to know. You uh, want to say? Uh, in November Rain. I have one more question. Mm. Is it the same question uh, as How you? do you think she dies? Do you know about that? I was going to ask November Rain I questions too. I don't. Yeah. Um, I vaguely remember that she dies. I don't remember. Oh, okay. I like so I was going to ask you if you think was November Rain. Who was it? Stephanie Seymour. So would Seymour, you say Jesus. November Rain is the greatest music video of all he time? He says he barely remembers it. <laughs> <laughs> and if, then what do you consider the greatest music video of all time? I mean, I can say the greatest uh, it Roses music video is a strange. Of course. Personally. But overall. The greatest music video of Okay, well, it's it's not okay. It's a very understated music video. Okay, I don't know if I was okay. I, I'll, I can tell you my favorite while I think a little bit on maybe mm. what the best is. But my favorite, it's a very understated music video. Um, it's probably nobody else's pick, but it's 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 Nine Inch Nails uh, gave up video that was filmed in the Sharon Tate house. Oh, oh, I've never. That sounds interesting, but we've never seen that. It's um, it's, a, it's Devin a, say Nine Inch Nails song too. No, he said Chemical Brothers. It's a song. It's <laughs> oh. a song uh, from the Broken album uh, called "Gave Up," and uh, the 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 video version of the song is the live version. Like what you see them doing is what you hear. Oh, wow. Like it's not like an album version overdub. Mm-hmm. You know, uh-huh. so they're footage. filming playing live. And, yeah, in so, this the, house. so they, wow. they they play the song in the Sharon Tate house. Like you know, is Fink there? The is Fink there? Yes. Okay, uh, I'm in. Wait, wait, wait. In the back house. Richard Patrick is there. Marilyn Manson is there. Early days. This is during like, the Richard Patrick era. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marilyn Manson kind of got, he wasn't even in the, he got invited over. He, Marilyn Manson is playing guitar and singing backup. And that, he's what's like, it called again? Gave up. Okay. Um, I think Fink is, maybe not. Maybe Fink isn't in the band. I don't know. Flood, I think, is in there. And uh, uh, I, I think it's um, um, Vrenna on drums and... Uh, 
Anyway, Richard Patrick on guitar. Interesting. Um, Richard but, Patrick went on to be to form Filter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That um, for Nine Inch Nails. Underrated band. I agree. Um, but it's it's you know the thing with Nine Inch Nails and it's part of it is, is when I discovered it or whatever. But the thing with Nine Inch Nails is like if you take those songs that are all late and this is where I fucking you know I, I sort of draw comparisons. Richard Patrick is also the T One Thousand's brother. That's true. Yes. Um, when you take those layered, dense Nine Inch Nail songs and you strip them down to like an acoustic guitar and this and the vocals, they're still good songs. Mm. Yeah, he's a right. He's a and that's, he's a and composer. That's, that's, he is a literal two time yes, Oscar exactly, winner composer. Right. And, that, and that's the key, I think. You know. Yeah. So the gave up video is just he plays this song live, and there's so many people in the room, and they're all playing a layer. And it's all coming together perfectly. And what you see is what you hear. And it's just very understated, but very, it's like, it's like you, no other video to me captures the chemistry of being in a room with mm. like the 18. And this is what you consider the best. The it's, it's what Your I, personal it's my opinion. favorite. Your favorite. Now, okay. if I see the best, it's like, I have to take into account like, you know, cinematography right. and idea yeah. and writing I mean, and whatever. It's a strange, And, and that's, right? it's the same thing with like Rocket Queen and a strange, like, you know, yes. there's favorite and best is two different things. Yep. Um, I'm sure I'll, I'll kick myself as soon as the, the, the tape stops here and remember what the best video is. No, no, no. I think yeah. Yeah. Yeah, gave it the a, a great answer. It yeah. came out in 92 as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. 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 So, yeah, I mean, the thing for us, like the journey we've taken, like, uh, of course, you know, November Rain is one of the most famous music videos of all time. And, you know, one of the highest budgets, although a strange cost more. Um, I mean, I, I walk the line of a strange actually being the greatest music video of all time right. because it has everything you want. Yeah, I almost brought it up when you it were talking about it. It has warships, yeah. dolphins. Dolphins are pretty. Uh, Alex keeps trying to kill himself. Which is the one with dolphins swimming in the, in the street and so said Boulevard. Oh, that's, that's strange. strange. That's strange, yeah, okay. So Stephanie Seymour and him and were- And then you have no Stephanie Seymour, which is nice. Stephanie Seymour and her him were a real life couple, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And then they broke up between November Rain and Estrange. The plan was for her to be in mm-hmm. Estrange, but then they had a messy breakup and uh, I'm- he re- he was like, well, I'll just replace her with dolphins. Great choice, and that's how it ended up that way. It was Great a choice, Axel. Fuck you. If I had a better relationship and I got replaced with a dolphin, I'd be cool with that. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. It's not insulting. I can it's not necessarily that. insulting. It's, it's very exactly. Bizarre. Yeah. Well. Anyways. Anyways. Well, thank you yes, so much. This is this incredible. Is probably one of our best episodes, if oh, not our best episode, because this blush. podcast is fucking trash. Oh, but, stop. Um, no, it's it's a good podcast. People like it. This is fun. People, People like it. You should cool. you, will, you should actually oh, listen yeah. to it from yeah. here on out. This is uh, our most like journalistic yeah, episode. This is, that yeah, we've had. Oh. we normally don't have it like such a concise like subject to talk about. Yeah. Oh, and cool. a story unfolding the way yours did. Happy to um, help. So um yeah, thank you so much, Kevin Kogel, the Chinese mm-hmm. democracy leaker. <laughs> um, you know, stay tuned for more of Buckethead Month and of course uh, Andy Morahan coming yeah, soon. That's exciting. Yeah, some big stuff coming up this summer. All right, bye. Thanks. Thanks.